when it belongs to us. Yeah. The time has come, no raise them up. Uh. When we hit the streets, it's a main event. Like we landed on the moon, nothing in the same sense. Uh. Not at the line, like shine bright. We're the prime, at the time of our life. We on the night. Hello everyone, welcome to Scott and Paul's Valentine Podcast. Hello! Scott and Paul's Valentine Podcast, as always, my good friend and co-host, Paul Brown. Hello! And Paul, we're here to talk about impact, but... Hello. Hello. <laughs> we're here to talk about impact, but... Fuck me, there was a lot of wrestling in the last few years, wasn't there? I must, I must say, like, right off the bat, mm-hmm. as you know, I'm, I know you're not nowadays a regular WWE watcher, but... but I will say, man. hats off, man, to WrestleMania. What a fucking show it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, first first of all, I will say in regards, because it doesn't get... I don't know how often it gets stated enough, but uh, women's matches in particular, uh-huh. stellar matches. Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. both stellar performances. Yeah. You know, Bianca Belair, hella power. Uh-huh. Great moves. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. In the past, you've not said been the biggest fan of her, but we can. No, I'm not the biggest fan of the woman. She's not. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the character. Uh-huh. But credit where credit's due. You know, she was fantastic, and she took a hell of a kick to the mission that match. I think like, Becky was going for like now when Molly Holly used to do that Molly go round, but yeah. just in case of like the foot, what it was positioning was around with you, the foot right in the body face. Enough, it does not come straight to my mind the Molly go round. <laughs> But I, I do know of what you mean, but yeah. she did catch her flush right in the fucking face with that one. I assume and, that's what she was going for, because otherwise I don't know what the fuck yeah, she was doing. Yeah, and I've got to admit, generally, I mean, I, w- I was entrance-wise, right? Yeah. No the biggest fan of Bianca Belair's entrances, just <laughs> seemed a big load of cap to me. <laughs> but, you know, and I I just, I, I still don't like the look, you know? <laughs> I, w- I wonder I wonder exactly when it's going to happen, when she's yeah. going to have some unfortunate, horrid accident in the ring because of that fucking ponytail. Yeah. You know? That would be unfortunate. Yeah. It it seemed it seems counterproductive to the, yeah to her performance. So hats off to her for being able to yeah. wrestle with that fucking ponytail and I've got to say, Becky Lynch looked so fucking cool. I seen it and I went, I swear to God, I thought, I want to look like that. She <laughs> looks cool as fuck. Because oh. the hair looked cool, the makeup was cool as fuck, she looked awesome. You talk about like the braid, I thought the braid was gonna come into like you no know, the using it as a whip because a lot, the last few weeks have been about hair and like Bianca kind of Becky's hair. When really you think about it, and I've seen a few other people mention it's like clearly Becky just wanted to change her look and wrote, they wrote it into mm, the story. No, if it was TV 14, Becky would have tied her hair to something battered or to fuck with a chair. <laughs> yeah. I like Becky's like intro where like it's kind of spell it biting, but it was the style of how they introduced the Marvel yeah, logo. Yeah, yeah, it was movies. really funky. I say that as someone who's wearing a Marvel that, T-shirt she, right she now. She came out a shitty SUV. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, though, um, that match phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The Fatal Four Way was pretty decent and all. I'll grant you, it wasn't as anywhere near as good as the Becky and Bianca. I mean, match. for a match for a set of titles that really no one is invested in, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, they did really well. I like the fact that uh, at least they attempted a Catwoman, Bat- Batman kind of mask thing for Bria and, and Lynn Morgan. Yeah, but Bria's yeah. Batman mask, I don't know the guys watching, she looked more like Doberman. Nah, she looked like Doberman. <laughs> I am Doberwoman, Doberwoman man. Look out, citizen! 
<laughs> you can call me Dober Woman. I can't even do the joke. Dober Woman Man. Dober Woman Man. Shouldn't it be Dober Woman Woman? <laughs> <laughs> that joke would have been funnier if I could have got it at the first fucking time. Yeah. Only I had a tiny bit of cider. I've done six hundreds of times. Where are you going, shag a pole? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Like, uh, I've got to say, oh, sorry, cut you yeah, off. No, you go. The, the Becky Bianca Bianca match, stellar. The tag title match, pretty decent. Mm-hmm. The Charlotte Rousey match, mm. no so much. I mean, the WWE could pray to the high heavens and they still wouldn't get that woman out. Nobody likes her. <laughs> that Ronda Rousey, Nakod likes her. And she doesn't like any of us. She's made yeah. it clear she doesn't. You look at it right when Bianca Belair came out. Everybody popped like fuck. Aye. When Becky came out, everybody popped like fuck. Uh-huh. When Charlotte came out, people kind of popped. Uh-huh. When Rhonda came out, it was just like, yeah, you know, polite clapping. Golf Nobody clapping. cared. Like, well, again, like she came in in twenty eighteen, got a big push, and then some people didn't like her, and then so she got very butthurt about it to mm. probably do it to you, and then very, very, very angrily talk shit about fans. And then they wonder why fans don't like her. Like, even when she got, when she got her first promo coming back, you could see in her face she was ang- she was annoyed at people not liking her. I was like, okay, no, you've got to work it to make people, to get people to like you. You've got to, you know, do something that's likable. And you also need to learn how to, you know, talk like a fucking human, Rhonda. Mm, and, you know, maybe get a new gimmick and stop living after the fact that you got permission to use Rowdy Roddy Piper's fucking. Yeah. Gimmick. She doesn't deserve that. She's undeserving of that gimmick. She, she'd be better, like, do you know, she'd be better come in. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, I think she's a cunt. Mm. I don't like her. I mean, I could say, you know, maybe justifying that. Usually I'd try and say, well, it's a bit harsh, but I've heard stories of her being a bit, buying some uh, conspiracy theories online that mm. aren't so nice, which don't paint her in the best of light, so not fucking. No, nah, she's a cunt. And do you know, if, she, if WWE really wanted to get real, we should try and get her out of the way we should have got Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Silent assassin, you know, silent yeah. and vicious. Silent being the operative word. Aye, as well, silent with better than he on her fucking talk. She can't do it. You know? She, she does. <laughs> how can an adult woman not know how to form a fucking sentence? <laughs> no, it annoyed me about this match, though. Like, the fact, the fact it was like four in the morning UK time when it was on, mm. when I was watching it. Uh, the fact that, much like how I was annoyed when we watched In Your House Mind Games, that the battle of the powerbomb was not won by a powerbomb. The biggest thing about this is these are two women who will never tap out. So clearly you think, okay, one of them's going to tap out. Charlotte won by pinfall after a fucking bit. I mean, I know she's got like mm. big legs and everything, but even then, like, it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> true, true. Well, no, for Charlotte will be fucking legs. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> Ric Flair, by the way, got a lot of shit for calling all one of the greatest women's matches ever. And like, and everyone gives him a shit for like, yeah, the match wasn't shit, but think about who's in it. His fucking daughter's in the match. Give the man a fucking break. Yeah, I mean, give him a break. I know he's done some things that people don't agree with, but <laughs> like, at the end of the day, he's trying to support his fucking daughter. At the end. And you know what, let it go. He's a mad old cunt. He likes to whip his bobby out. <laughs> oh, he's a mad old cunt. He's not like he fucking, you know, shagged somebody against her will or nothing. He just waved his cock about. You know, he's a drunk and dirty old man. You know, what that kind of shit, that's not something to beat somebody with the fucking skull with. Tell them off, maybe, you know, don't promote them, you know what I mean? But he's not like some fucking filthy rapist, he's just a dirty old man. In that, in that environment and all, and oh too. Mm-hmm. 
when a lot of the wrestlers are still getting away with a hell of a lot of shit when they get away with nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know? you got to think of the time period and the environment he's in. Mm-hmm. And granted, was what he done appropriate? Hell no. It wasn't appropriate, but was it fucking something he should be fucking jailed for? No. Well, like, that was the biggest surprise when I watched that Dark Side of the Ring, though, the fact that it was Dustin that pulled him away. Mm, Dustin Rhodes that pulled him away. Dust. Uh, <laughs> Did why, he walk you, up to him and go... Which is why, which is why I think the woman, the woman who the fight did, they kind of gave him a pass when he was uh, drunkenly singing on the town. Like he's like, it, it got away the old dirty old Rick. Mm. But no, I, I will um, say I loved, I loved WrestleMania overall. I loved fucking. I must say, well, when we got to the main event, yeah, for Roman mm-hmm. to not actually physically tap it like him out a lot. When you seen that fucking shoulder, that arm, mm-hmm. and the very fact that the next night on Raw when he mm-hmm. came out and he took the belts, uh, you could still see like he got them up, but you could see it in his face going <clears throat> bastard that hurts. Yeah. Despite for the most part, you had Heyman holding them for him, mm-hmm. but which he has done in the past. But you can probably guess like he's like also like raising them up with his sore shoulder. And, like that's what apparently Balor said when he like hurt his shoulder and he won the belt. Like, mm. like he was holding it and he was holding it and he tried to pull it back in and they tried to raise the belt and he said that he later found out he probably damaged that a bit more by doing that yeah I think Roman I don't think Roman's was quite as bad as that because mm-hmm. he's we definitely I'm, and I'm nothing against Finn Balor yeah, yeah but Roman's got a fuckload more bulk than Finn Balor does mm-hmm. and I you know I don't think fingers crossed yeah. I don't think that's going to be a long term issue for Roman that's going to be a by the time backlash comes he should be good uh, you know, he'll probably just have to like rest it until backlash, and yeah. then he'll be good. Because like he got it up, and he. But I noticed like when he gave him and the belts back, mm-hmm. every two seconds you see them going. Yeah, going like, like that, like try to <laughs> try to shake a bit into it. I don't know if like. Right, I don't agree, doggy. I don't know if uh, they shut should... up. <laughs> I don't know if like the main like thing behind this being such a great mania is that m- maybe the fact that expectations were a bit lower than maybe that you'd expect them to be for us. Maybe I think that's what helps some WrestleManias. Mm. I think this one, like I think what what really helped it was the fact that yeah there were fans at Mania Thirty Seven, but it was very limited in terms of the capacity. Whereas very true, it's the first time since twenty nineteen that you've had a full on stadium. Full of, full of full, people. Full of, what is it? 77, almost 78,000. 78,000. Also, the fact that they had that same venue and they were claiming that they had 100,000 when they didn't. But like, <laughs> the fact, probably the fact that they don't, they're not even trying to lie anymore. They've lowered it back to 70. And even then, yeah, people like Brian Alves said, oh, this is their gimmick attendance number this year because they always like to fabricate a yeah, little bit. Yeah. But I love it. Clearly, like, all sorts of groups of fans, even the most cynical, were enjoying this rest of me. Because the replies to that Alvarez's tweet were primarily a uh, the general consensus was, "Oh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> just shut the fuck up and enjoy it, mate." I just wind your neck and <laughs> please ignore my friend for he's an ignorant bastard. <laughs> the common consensus, and I agreed with like there was seemingly something for everybody. Like you like about a celebrity involvement, they had all sorts. They had Johnny Knoxville and a giant mouse trap and the wee man flying. We, we, we had we had we had Mark Henry and me Young's child involved too. I don't know if you've seen Mark Henry quote retweet that one. I only produce generational talent. <laughs> well, then, big Mark. Uh, uh, I must say, well, like, in reg- sorry to cut in no, again, no, but no. in regards to the main event match, uh, when it came to that spot, mm-hmm. 
That was really cool. Like, see when Roman went and dived in for the spear and Brock just caught him in that moonwalk. walk. I was like, that was really <laughs> fucking cool. And I, I, I felt shit for Roman mm-hmm. because he's lying there next to the rope and he's going, ah, oh, my shoulders out, my shoulders out. You hear Paul Heyman <laughs> spouting, oh, my tribal chief. <laughs> he's probably lying there going, well, you just shut the fuck up unless he saw you, cunt. I don't like the, because Brock, like, He's, he's somebody, his voice does not match his physical appearance. He's, <laughs> he's a lot higher pitch than you'd expect. Maybe Bobby Lash is the same. Mm. But like, it's like, like Heyman interrupts the ring announcement to do Roman's thing for him, like he used to yeah, do. And, and, and Rob, then Brock does it. Done it. Like, high pitch. like, riding, defending. Mm. Did you notice at all when uh, uh, Roman was reaching for the rope? Uh-huh. Just off camera, you see Heyman's wee finger <laughs> poking, the, poking the rope closer to him. Because he's like, <laughs> Heyman's like, mm. <laughs> There you go. I, I, I thought, like, for the most part, people who should have won, for the most part, did win. I felt, like, I felt bad for Steroid Freddy. Steroid Freddy Mercury. Oh, Rick, Rick Boogs. Boogs. Oh. I felt bad for him. And he apparently fucked his leg because he's so muscular. Uh, like he put, he, his whole gimmick part has been, like, I joke that because he's single and how he lifts people, like, he's, he's got the gimmick of a guitarist slash old-timey strongman. Mm. Like, and then the big spot to showcase how strong he is, too much weight, fucks the leg. And God, I've got to say, and this isn't about the WrestleMania, this is about the <laughs> Raw after. What have we done to Elias? Who? Oh, you mean it's Ezekiel? What have we done to him? He, look, he looks weird as fuck without <laughs> his beard. He looks like he's de-aged about 10 years. I know, but without his beard, you're like, put it back on. <laughs> you know, he looks... He looks Strange. I've, I don't even know what's going on there. Even Kevin Owens is like, no, you're clearly a liar. It's like, uh, is this going to be a, like a Hogan, Mr. America type of thing? No, here? but like, before that, right, you've seen this big strapping dude, uh, denim's vest, you know, like scarves, like with rap scarves and the guitar, he looked cool as fuck, he comes out. He looks like a jacked jobber from the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. No, I'm Ezekiel. <laughs> no, you're getting wanked about. You should go to Impact, maybe. <laughs> grow your beard back dear Cody Rhodes go away for a couple of years and then come back looking like shit fucking gold man oh I mean, I, I've in the past been very harsh to Cody maybe, maybe more so than I should be mm. but when he came out like I thought I was like, it's got to a point it has to be Cody yeah. don't try and swerve us just let it be Cody and it was him and like they, they presented him as the Cody Rhodes that he was when he led yeah. the American Nightmare and everything and when I think about it like the, the stories were going around there were people and Vince is kind of in a circle basically saying to him when he comes in you need to present him as this like this is mm. where the money is with Cody now I agree because if you came in and you present him as just the Cody Rhodes like that he was before yeah you presented him as standard, he, he who shall not be named like the thing is Cody left because he thought he could be a main mayor that he didn't see it as such so he went away created this version himself held world titles around the world became a main eventer and now coming back therefore if he's coming back and he wanted to treat him as a star, he needed to treat him as this version because this version's a star. And unfortunately, Cody Rhodes was there before. Wasn't, really. Mm. I mean, he um, was a great IC champion. He had a great oh, run there. Great but... IC champion. A, multi- a few-time tag champ as well, was he no mm-hmm. tag champs with legacy? Yeah. Uh, and briefly for a month, Drew McIntyre. Mm. They were briefly called the dashing ones. Oh, yes, like yes. And is then, that when Drew McIntyre was still the chosen one with his dimples and clean-shaven? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
No, no, but, no, before he got the ver- the version of Drew McIntyre, and it was like he ate that Drew McIntyre. Yeah, he does. He does look like he ate that Drew McIntyre. Did you see that fucking cool spot at Lamania? What when it With was saw? Oh, when he fucking... It looked so faked. <laughs> I just thought it looked cool—a big fucking Scotsman with a bastard and sword. I didn't know this. He's the first person ever to kick out at the end of days. Mm-hmm. Fair play for me protecting that move, but. That, with a big book thing in front of him, I wasn't in, entirely enjoying it because like, I thought, oh, that's a shame for Biggs. It's not a good way to start off me. And then this match, I was like, I want Drew to be doing more than this. Mm. But then from then onwards, when see your tag match onwards, me and night one was, was fucking solid. fantastic. It was really it? solid. And <laughs> like Logan Paul, like, fair it is what you think of him as a person. The fact that he actually put the effort in looked oh, good. He looked but, great. He looked great. And then... Miz, I don't know what they were going for or where they wanted to be cheered or not, but for a brief moment he had that Skull Crush finale. As far as the fans in the building were concerned, Bloody Miz was the biggest baby face in all of Texas. Mm. That, <laughs> bit, that, well, that bit when he's hiding Logan Paul yeah. and he just does a. The, just the face. The face. Like, Miz, as I like to call it, Mizzy's ugly face. Because <laughs> he just goes. Mm. You know, he's like. Mm. No, I don't share a spotlight. Nah. Nah, I, I hate you now. You have no use to me. No. Yeah, I have won the match because of your help. Now I will take all the glory. Yeah. I win. Fuck you all. You're not my buddy, guy. <laughs> I'm not your guy, Flair. <laughs> uh, and that, that fanny decided to sit on, <laughs> on the way out, and he's like, <laughs> and then oh, randomly, that fan was happy. Then randomly, the next day, he just beats Dom in under a minute, and then big like, Veer Mahan comes in and batters both Dom and Ray. Finally, uh, like, he's finally here. Now he's got a match with Rey Mysterio on Raw, where he'll probably kill him. Oh, he will. Mm. He will kill him. There's a small part of me that let them do the whole thing. Veer has arrived on Raw. Finally, he batters somebody. We never see him again. <laughs> It's the idea of just let people have a time with you. I was like, is that real? Did Veer actually show up? I tell, I tell you, I'm ve- mm-hmm. seeing for like watching WrestleMania mm-hmm. and seeing all the advertisements for the game. Mm-hmm. I really, really like, you know, I'm kind of like, I don't like to spend a lot of money on games. I'm not what yeah. you'd call a major gamer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I really, really want to buy that game because uh-huh. I've seen it and it looks. You must admit, it looks yeah. pretty fucking good. Yeah, and all I've heard, basically, the reviews I've heard of this compared to what has been coming out the last few games, mm. it's like night and day, like GM mode is also back in the who's game. Who's the, the, the company for this game? It's no THQ it, anymore. No, it's still 2K doing it. Oh, 2K, right. Because mm-hmm. I, I used to like, see when it was the old the THQ games, yeah. I was mm-hmm. I was on legend at the games. <laughs> Like, look, you could, no fucker could beat me on their games. I was a fucking king on their games. All right, I'll take your word for that, it. No, I, that is, I was, I was the fucking, I was the MVP, man. <laughs> and fucking, that, that right, what a fucking kick MVP game. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, man, you know, oh. Yeah. It, what, just because he decided to have a match with you, you big dick. Yeah. I'll show you. I'll kick you and I'll kick off your face. <laughs> You're not my buddy, guy. <laughs> well, then, like, the Pat McAfee thing, I enjoyed, like, his whole thing. I, I joked with him when, when Vincent introduced Austin Theory as a future world champion. Went, well, given Vincent's track record, I assume Austin Theory will get fired in a few years, take over the Indies, then come back and win the title. 
You know how that Libby thing I showed you before we were going to start recording? You know, hey, <laughs> see when old Vince took his shot off? <laughs> Same thing. Wait, he took his shot out. Hey! <laughs> he's, he's, too, he's more muscular than a, a man in his 70s should be. 76 years old. He's 76 years old, but you can tell he has not been keeping up with his, let's be perfectly honest, with his supplements. Mm. Ten years ago, maybe, he was keeping... Because, like, if you compare that Vince, the other Vince that came out to fight Ric Flair back the day, mm. I mean, that Vince that came out to fight Ric Flair, that was fucking frightening how muscular that was. Uh-huh. He came out and he was like, that was under the fucking suit? Uh-huh. Fuck. And, like I say, he takes a shot off of this, maybe, and you go... <laughs> I think the first time we properly got to see him like as big as as much as the other thing was like the ninety nine Rumble, mm. and like you had you had the training montages with Shane McMahon, yeah. and the, like and the limousine was as Vince is running along like God, who do you hate? I hate Austin. Who do you hate? I hate Sue. How much do you hate him? I really hate. Him. <laughs> nah, it was like I say, we're, we're waxing lyrical, but shouldn't he? Talk about it somewhere. This is an impact show, Dan. Yeah, but I'm saying there's but, a lot of wrestling going on. Yeah, I'm just but, saying, like, we said before that we wouldn't talk about the baby unless it was warranted. Unless we really wanted to talk about something. And, like, if you can't, if, if WrestleMania isn't warranted talking Oof. about and what else is like, I mainly watched WWE through YouTube clips, I haven't met that. But even then, like, I could be as low as I could possibly get on WWE's approach. I'd still watch WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania. Let's, let's talk about over the both days what the mm. best part of the entire night, the entire weekend was mm. Wee Man slamming Sami Zayn. Oh. <laughs> to him, it was like he's Hogan and Sami's on train. I've got to say, though, I remember Wee Man from back the day I grew mm. up watching a fucking yeah. jackass. Put a beef on, man. So he has a wee fatty. I mean, he's, like, he's like a mini Preston Lacey. I joked with my friends a bit when we were watching it, like, we showed some of the, like, lower jackass crew in the crowd right then, mm. two of them pop up and I'm like, I'm sorry, because they only get three tickets, and they said, it's like the bit in uh, Simpsons, here you two free passes, but there are five of us, here you get two, two free, free passes. passes. That's better. It's <laughs> so like, okay, there's only three seats available. Wee Man, you, you guys are going to have to hide Do under the ring. Do you think it would have been too much if we could have put Wee Man in a leprechaun suit? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Had him, had him, had him scuttle out under the ring that, that and Dave music. That, that wee boot that they did, what they had was like kick Sam in the balls. Like, the fact that that machine is not called the Nutcracker is a, is a dreadful shame. I like, the, I like the, the fucking, table covered in mousetraps. Which most of them went off before they'd even done the spot. No, no. And then you had shades of like the 2001 hardcore division, the bloody bowling ball spot to the oh, balls. Aye. It wasn't yeah. fun. Like, Johnny Oswald took like some bumps to the outside, like, and threw a table, and I do like, I've seen the trailers for Jackass forever. Nothing that Johnny Oswald can do in this match is worse than what he's done in the films. Mm-hmm. If anything, like, jumping off to the outside, even with, like, not landing or anything, but the floor, would really be safe, the safest thing he's ever done. Well, I, I remember one of the most famous spots from early Jackass when he gets shot with a shotgun. He did a spot with, like, a bull. In the, uh, yeah. the apparently, he, he that, a, apparently that caused brain damage. Yeah, he's been on interviews and everything, talking about how long he's in the hospital after that. Mm. He's done that. I've seen him do that. I've seen him do uh, uh, getting shot with a shotgun. He fucking punched the fuck by Butterbean as well. Yeah. Oh, Come on, hit me once, hit me once. And then he goes like that. <laughs> and then Butterball's like, right, cool, fine. <laughs> And then you, hear, you see why the deck's snowing by the way. And he's like, ah, oh, uh, is Butterball okay? <laughs> Get away. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, I think in terms of like WrestleManias, like they build the best kind of WrestleMania they could have they've announced that next year's Mania in Hollywood is going to be uh, two nights as well. So I'm a, I have a feeling that it's going to be kind of the done thing now to right, be going forward. And I think that's a good thing actually. Mm. I think it's easy. It makes them more. It makes it easier to watch because the last good WrestleMania for me before I think was Mania Thirty Five because of evenly like paced out because he opened it with Seth beating Brock. He had Kofi in the middle winning the belt and then Becky won at the end and mm. Dave Batista fell on his arse when he got into the ring. <laughs> but like, even that WrestleMania just out of one night was just far too long. So going two nights going forward, I think it's the best thing. Oh, definitely. The day of WrestleMania, they also had that NXT show, uh, Stand and Deliver. Oh. Let's, let's, uh, I think, I think it best to talk about Stand and Deliver but not talk about any fallout from Stand and Deliver. Are you, because it, are you talking about the same thing, do you think? I think we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about Mr. Wentz, formerly yes, Mr. Yes, Wentz. Now uh, Nash Carter and everything. So, uh, well, now not Nash Carter by the look of it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah they won the tag titles at Stand Deliver and then things... Went a little south. Things, things are very he said, she said, let's just say that. Let's just say, do you know, I don't want to, like, as we say, we do our best to stay clear yeah. of more serious topics on the show. Uh-huh. I will I will say, all I will say, and I hope I'm being as neutral as I can be here, so apologies to anyone. Yeah. If there is truth in what has been said mm-hmm. on her side of it, then he's a prick. Yeah. And fuck him. And, but if it's a situation where there is not truth in it, because I've heard that side of it as well. Uh-huh. Then that's pretty poor on her part. Mm. So I would I would just say that I'm sure standing liver was solid. Uh-huh. I heard uh, Tommaso Ciampa had a match on that as well. Yeah, was he, it? Well, I think it was his kind of his farewell thing. Also, a guy called Tony D'Angelo, who he's one of these people I feel like I shouldn't like because he's not the best in the ring, but he's character this stereotypical Italian American like gangster. Like I just watch him, I think like I just love watching you just be like, hey. <laughs> Like something at the fucking Sopranos. Hey, yo, hey, yo, Copernicus. Well, Tommaso Ciampa is rumoured to be joining Edge's little uh, group alongside... Rhea Ripley. Reece and Rhea Ripley is rumoured to be joining as well. A group, a, a faction with Edge, Priest, Ciampa and Ripley. I think that would be pretty solid. That's pretty solid. Uh, the more I listen to it, the more I love Edge's new theme. And I joked with the guys when they bring this new group, I went, because we already had the new group, the highs and grand grill, this should be the new new group. Mmm. I'll be honest, though, see, during that Edge-AJ match, mm-hmm. some of the spots that Edge took, I was at, you know how, like, what was it, nine years Edge was out? Yeah. And yeah. he had awful neck issues. Mm-hmm. Some of the spots he took, I went and thought to myself, oh, fuck. We had the story of how he realised he could probably be okay. He was doing a thing with Seamus. Seamus is like his workout channel, and like, he and Edge were going through the woods on their bikes, mm. and Edge kind of took a tumble off his bike, but, like, and he felt fine when he got up. That's when he started looking into coming back and mm. him and like at least him and Brian and Christian or a lot of them have basically been like we we had these with these interviews but the fact that we really go away and have all this time to properly recover and not get physical for that time mm. really is partly why they're able to come back in the first place like that that period of rest not constantly constantly gone. Do you know considering it was just his birthday the other day, yeah. see if we could find some magic miracle cure for all kinds of paralysis. Yeah. You know who I would help first on my list? Draws. Draws. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sucks for draws. Oh. Also, looking page by the way, I don't know if you heard this a, like, a few months ago, there were fans out there basically calling her like lazy because 
she hadn't found a way to come back just because all fuck these other people you, had gotten you injured. You fucking try falling on your neck and injuring yourself twice, I might add. Because she'd mentioned, like, oh, I've seen all these other people who had similar injury to me, that gives me hope I can come back. But then there are people like, oh, why haven't you come back? And you're like, fuck you. I fuck you. She was injured already and yeah. came back and then was injured again. Mm-hmm. So, fuck off. I know. If it takes her fucking time... And- you know, she's she's got a good, like, she's got a good, she's making her money. Uh-huh. She's doing well, she's got a good, I think she's married now, so. Yeah. She's happy. Like, when she'll, she'll come back to wrestling, when she's ready to come back to wrestling, I mean, fuck's sake, he's gave Edge nine years. I know. You gave Daniel Bryan, like, what was it, four, five years? Four, four, three years, three or four years, and, like, she got, she officially announced it in 2018, so, it's been mm. four years, so, like, So, gear, geared piece. I know. And like, oh, I don't agree with you. I hate these people that fucking give wrestlers a mm. hard time for shit like that. And like, you fucking try doing it every yeah. fucking day. You try being in that, you try it once. Mm-hmm. See how well you fucking do. And like, I think Edge is a special case. Came back from an initial like, neck injury, which was, which then we, we showed itself, which is why he had to go away. Mm. And then the fact that in like 2009 he had the Achilles injury, which is like the big tendon up the back of your leg, which mm-hmm. is then coming back from that to win the Rumble the first time. Mm. Like he's a special case, but way he's able to come back from all these like major Definitely. injuries. And like, I don't know if, if anyone's never seen it, like when Paige came back, they started shooting this like chronicle, like this documentary of her from the night after she, the night she came back onwards. And then ultimately, so you had to end it at WrestleMania because of what developed in the middle. Yeah. But the fact that like, the first 10, 15 minutes, she's all positive, she wants to be in this Women's Royal Rumble, then before the Rumble gets to this, like, it's a real roller coaster of so emotions. So who was who it, it she was wrestling when she got injured? It was a, like a six-man tag, because obviously she was with Mandy and so on, she'd brought yeah, them up, she'd she tried was... to be like their mentor and everything. Yeah, yeah. And so it was them, Sasha, Bailey, and, oh, I see, Mickey James. Wasn't he? I thought it was Tamina she was wrestling when no. she got up. I think it was like Sasha, like, like she maybe argued the ref and then Sasha was made like catch off guard with a, with a drop kick and then the kick happened, she went down and then didn't get back up. Mm. And then there was, and then she had to come in and be like, please don't blame Sasha for everything. Like, this is like a free accident because things can happen with the simplest moves. Like, that spot, Boogie said, I'm pretty sure he's done similar spots like that. Mm. And then, that, like, Neville, uh, Pat, he fucked his ankle and was it for like six months doing a simple, like, sliding. No, 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 no. Ring, which he's done a million times. Did say Vince McMahon done it just walking? <laughs> I joked when he took that god awful thunder, I said like, Jesus, there goes his quads again. <laughs> that stuff was god awful. It's like it's like a it's like a puppet just had its strings. Uh, that's cut. like you said to me, like a puppet going down. <laughs> or like the toys and toys Story. And he's coming. <laughs> let's let's um let's we've we've skirted over a thing we should have mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Austin. Yes. Austin I did not expect a fucking match. We got a match, and do you know what? He took fucking bumps. He caused some shit. He took fucking bumps on the concrete. Uh, I was like, I, you know? I really slowly started the case. I went, oh, it's not good. And then he suddenly, as the career count, and he goes, five, six, seven, eight, he starts, and then five minutes later, he's taking bumps Did on the you concrete. Did you notice that, like, when, when the match started, uh-huh. right? I was watching it, and I thought, oh, he's a bit slow. Uh-huh. And then as the match went on, the melee crowd started to chant, uh-huh. he seemed to hype up uh-huh. and get faster. And then, but, but midpoint of the match, I was like, "That's old Austin." Mm-hmm. That's because, like you say, it was didn't it was stomping mud holes. Yeah. He was fucking taking suplexes on concrete. It was fucking, it was solid. And then he won. And then, because I had a feeling like I was, like I say, I really wasn't expecting a match. Mm-hmm. But he came out and he had his knee braces on. And shit, I thought, hmm. See, mm-hmm. see, he got something going. I love like Kevin Owens. He's got this round thing every year, a Keo Mania. 
shirt and he changed it depending on the the, the logos from the earlier WrestleMania like yeah. Kailmania 2 and they had Kailmania 6 and he replaced Hogan and Warrior with him and Austin yeah. which I loved uh, and Phil played Baron Saxon one of the best I don't know he fucking sprung yeah I know he done that. a Scott Hall level stunner and then Tom Hannafin from Impact got tied in because uh, also he and Byron good yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of commentary again when he was there, and he uh, he said a tweet out, and it's, he was thank being all gracious to Byron, and then he really fucked his own message when it all corrected to really well done to my friend, and it all corrected to Brian, <laughs> and that and he didn't know it until after he tweeted that out, so he just got a tweet well done to my friend Brian Sexton. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Brian. But yeah, Daniel Lover was a thing where. Uh, Rick Steiner's kid uh, lost and then on Raw randomly won the belt anyway yeah 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 okay well, let's not question it yeah uh, the Steiner's went into the Hall of Fame I haven't seen Scott's speech but I'm sure it was mental as as, uh, as JR was saying I watched the Grilling with JR on YouTube he mm. said that the dog faced gremlin was always a more level headed one and that's a scary thing to think yeah, of. Especially given his nickname is a dog face Yeah, the dog, Rick was always the more level-headed of the two. Uh-huh. And Rick, uh, Rick is Bronze mm-hmm. daddy, right? Yes. And yeah. Even though he, when he talks, he sounds a lot like... Well, he sounds like a combination of both of them when he talks. Yeah, well, I mean, if your daddy's Rick and your yeah. uncle's Scott... Like, like, I think it was Scott that more so used the Steiner recliner, and when Bronze won the next title originally, initially he won it with the Steiner recliner, mm. which is pretty cool. I would, you know, I'd love to see him mm. when he de- when he properly debuts on the main roster. Mm. I'd love to see him coming out to the old Steiners music. Uh-huh. Love that. Make it, ah, I'd love to see him coming out of one of these old, you know, style singlets mm. with the fucking with earmuffs. Mm-hmm. You just hear him, hear the... Like, I remember like, watching him in the... Uh, he did a promo with somebody and somebody was telling him basically why he wouldn't why he brought me when he met. He goes, I know Mass isn't a strong suit in your family. <laughs> <laughs> like I do, he did three spears in that match with uh with Bro with uh, with Dolph and they were hell of the spears, like but uh, it did feel like some spamming finishers mm. in the WWE game, like didn't work. Hit him again, hit him again, keep spamming triangle. <laughs> Just keep hitting him. Why won't you die? Get a chill. <laughs> but like, I, used to, I used to hate that when I was playing a wrestling game. Like if I was actually like, because a few of them I went and got up to like, like pro level, right? Yeah. And sometimes when you had a wrestling game on pro level, uh-huh. you would like you say you hit your finisher, you beat the fuck out of them legitimately. Like when they stay done. Uh-huh. At times like that, what I used to do was make the referee fall down. And then find something heavy to hit them with. <laughs> you sound like Stewie. I'm going to find something hard to strike you with. Excuse me. Yes. Do you, do you hear yourself talk? I might kill you tonight. I'm going to briefly talk about some of the other shows that were happening many weekend. Obviously, it's nice for us to once in a while talk positively about something that we did. I know, oh, fucking... Give it a month. Wow. Uh, give it a month. I will be shitting on them again, but... Like I think it's I think it's like just as well like you think wow the biggest show of the year and they did something right I mean it's almost as if they only put effort into shows like WrestleMania. Get a month and we're going why the fuck are we doing this it's shit everything's shit everything's shit everything used to be great but it's shit. Like the whole year around you can say nothing but shit about them. Whenever WrestleMania comes around they always know how to pull it out of their arse don't they? Aye. Uh, just well 
in the positive sense, because usually what they put on, like us pulling it, like us. Anyway, uh, I want to talk about Ring of Honor, by the way, first thing. The other big show, Supercard of Honor, which got a lot of people talking. Uh, Blake Christian, that we've seen in Impact before, he had a match on their, their P-show against big uh, Colt Cabana. Who's, who's by. He's still, is he still... Yeah. Uh, he, well, he's in AEW, but he made a wee return to Ring of Honor for the, is he, the show. Is he like a... Uh... Is he high on the roster in the AEW Colt Cabana? No, really. he no he was, he's like part of the group, like the Dark Order, and his last like prominent match, I think, was like a singles match was fighting Daniel Brian Danielson and the lead up to Brian fighting Hangman Page, who's also in the Dark Order because he was basically making his way through each member of the Dark Order, and so they were in Chicago, <laughs> and literally Brian Danielson legitimately knocked one of his tooth out. Uh, do you know? I know Brian Danielson, <laughs> and I know Daniel Bryan, but I don't know Daniel Bryan Danielson. So That's what you said at the start. Well, I, tried to, very I tried to correct myself. I didn't realise how much of it I'd already said before. I said Daniel, that. Brian, Danielson. Anyway. Three names, not just two. Three is better than two. That, uh, that Alex Zane, we've, uh, we've seen before, the guy with the lanky guy with the purpley hair, he showed oh, up. Oh, aye, aye. Uh, he lost a match to a guy called uh, Shane Strickland, who he, he got really spied every week, like last year, he was called Isaiah Swerve Scott there. Oh, he uh, was part uh, of a uh, thingy, uh, wasn't he? Uh, oh. he's, he's the class now, though. Like, Brian Cage is still alive. Because <laughs> he, he lost a match in October in AEW. Hadn't been seen since. Oh, Brian Cage. Oh, yeah. fuck. If like, that, that giant gay Dalek that used to be in Impact. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, I thought he was dead. <laughs> what, is it, what is the most significant he ha- thing he done? Managed by Taz and won that wanky title. And then last thing he done irrelevant on AEW before now was lose that wanky belt to, Rick, to Ricky Starks. Is he is he still managed no. by Taz? No, he showed up here as the, as the new client of Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard is managing him now. He'd be a wrestler called Ninja Mac. <laughs> He's a big tall guy who dresses like a ninja. Right. Do you know, I'll be honest, I've never really got on board with Brian Cage. Uh, neither have I, really. I thought... Uh, when I first got back into Impact, I thought he was a wanker. And his last match in Impact, I was happy that RVD would have done the fucking chair move to his stupid face. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I appreciated him being there because it elevated Sammy. Uh-huh. That was about it. And I liked the cage match when Sammy beat the piss out of him and went and done that pile driver off the oh. corner. Mm-hmm. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never been a big fan. The thing, the biggest thing that killed his team in AEW was he came in twenty twenty. You know, built as a monster with Taz Majum. He was like that was at that point like the kind of hot free agent they were getting. But could see so since then we've got Christian, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, all these other Kenny people, Omega, right, all these other people, free agents coming in. So, uh, yeah, knocking them further and further down. Keith until Lee, even Keith Lee, yeah. That Matt Jeff Hardy came in and the Hardys are wrestling. And one one that JR always speaks highly of as well. I don't know where he is on the AEW roster or where he's standing is, but Jack Swagger, Jake yeah, Hager. Hager, yeah. Where is his? Is he a dark order guy? No, he's he's still with Jericho. He's like he's like heavy. Oh, he's like no, he's like silent heavy. heavy. So like what is Jericho's faction? Uh, he had like, the inner circle with like and Sammy, circle, and like, then he, he turned on like Sammy. What left because he couldn't be doing with the infighting. He went basically. Mm-hmm. He's now like the breakout singles guy. Of the group. So and then he had LAX, and then Jericho turned on LAX. Mm. To have this young guy called Daniel Garcia, and he's this comedy tag team called Two Point and he's now doing this, this team called Jericho Appreciation Society. Like these guys respect me. Why won't you people appreciate me after everything I've done over the years? And he keeps using the phrase sports entertainment to get heat, but like. 
like boo, like don't fucking boo in the word sports entertainment. You don't have to use it, but like don't be that. Don't simple. be low. don't be that simple. Like that's like saying your town is a bit rubbish. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't mind using the word sports entertainment. I, I even jokingly said to the guys when we watched WrestleMania after after join us for match, like I don't know about you, I am th- I am thoroughly sports entertained by this match. Yes. Yeah. So has Jake Hager won any titles in input in AEW winner? No. Not one. Not one. Has he had a, a, a challenge for one at least? Yeah. Which it's, one? I think he's in the past challenged for both the, the TNT and the World Belt at one point. And he has not come close? No. Do you I, think he will? Do you think he will be elevated to that point? Hmm. No, I've, never been, I've never been his biggest supporter, to be honest with nah, you. I just I bring him up because, I, like I say, I was watching Grillin J, Grillin JR a little yeah. bit, and he speaks quite highly of Jake Hager. Mm-hmm. He say he always says like, look, he's got the talent, he's got the look. Mm-hmm. He maybe needs a bit of a mouthpiece on occasion, but he's which got probably, he's definitely probably, got the which is probably what Jericho's for. But going to back to Ring of Honor, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jay on the show is uh, yeah, he'd, he'd be a guy called Lee Moriarty, who's kind of a guy in AEW. They're right a left up behind. He beat him and then after the match turned heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, randomly, Sanjay Dutt's associated with him now for some reason. Sanjay Dutt, remind me. Uh, he was in the X Division for a while. I think they two, he and Julie were partners and then feuded for a while back in the mid 2000s. He, was, he, he, he wasn't a part of the Desi Hit Squad, was he? No. He, he, he used to be the player from the Himalayas or something uh-huh. like that. <laughs> but uh, Mercedes Martinez, or so I remember she came in for aye, aye. She beat Will and Angel to become the interim. Ring of Honor Women's Champion because now, it's not that, not that Diona couldn't come to the show because the Briscoes were on both this and yeah, Impact. Yeah. It's a case of Diona's under contract with with Impact, but the champion of a company that now Tony Khan owns. It's a weird contract I, situation I think, here. I, I must say, I think Tony Khan's idea to make an interim Ring of Honor World Champion when the Ring of Honor belt is already with Impact instead of working with Impact a little more to set up a match to maybe get your title back in Ring of Honor. I think that would have worked a lot better. Mm. Not, you know, basically... Because that is basically saying, like, oh, well, that belt is an impact. That doesn't matter. Well, I think they will eventually have a match. Whether or not Diana will become out of the undisputed... Do you, one, do you think it may be something akin to, like... Uh, uh, you, know, you remember in the 90s when, yeah. when Sean had yeah. uh, his IC belt and Razor had his IC belt? Yeah. you think it'll be something like that? Something like that, because, like... Mercedes is a as a contracted AEW wrestler, so it's it's easier for her to have like that belt because she can go between the two companies because they're both owned by the same person who yeah. she works for. And Dion, I did like Diona's line. I think it was either in an interview or when she got her post match promo, but she called Mercedes a glorified number one contender. So <laughs> <laughs> like big uh, big FTR uh, formerly rival beat the beat the Briscoes to bring the Ring of War on the title and then the interaction with the Young Bucks afterwards which led to a match on Diamond which I haven't watched but I've heard was very good where they defended both the AAA and Ring of War titles on the same match against the Bucks successfully apparently mm. uh, Big Minoru Suzuki the mad bastard that he is <laughs> when he's, well I didn't realise this he's, and he, he's been wrestling for 30 years this is his first American title that he's won and he won their t- Ring of War's TV title was he that mad old bastard that wrestled on Impact in his pants? Aye, Josh, he wrestled Josh Alexander, remember? Aye, aye. And he um, killed Caleb with a key as well. Aye, aye. Um, that was cool. Aye. Yeah. I, do you know? Mm. That fucking Caleb, man. <laughs> that Caleb, you? Uh, see him? Fucking sleeky wee cunt. Uh, and Jonathan Gresham beat Bandu to be determined the undisputed Ring of Honor world champion. Nice. Then got attacked afterwards by Jay, so his former, former partner of his. Mm. And then Samojo returned. I heard that. Yeah. Good to see. Mm-hmm. 
still holds the longest single reign in it. And like they, they mentioned, Conte, uh, the one record that Jay Luther couldn't break because Jay Luther crossed two reigns is apparently the longest combined days, I think. Mm. But you know, he doesn't have the longest single reign, which no. goes to his You, you talk job. about long reigns, let's not forget about Mr. Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. who is almost a 600 day fucking title reign. Mm-hmm. So I mean, mean, that's let's let's get into like classic title length territory. They're saying that now it's not a case of both titles are now the one thing, even though he's called the Undisputed Universe Champion. I mean, they said apparently this that he's carrying is like now also being like both titles are like different, the two separate reigns, so he can lose one and keep the other. Mm. So I have a feeling that. Whoever wins the men's money in the bank is somehow getting that WWE belt off, but he's holding the universe belt to like next WrestleMania. Mm, that'll be that'll be in the sort of Bob Backlund like yeah. fucking uh, fucking bastard. What's that? Like, who was that oh, champion forever? Sam Bruno, Bruno, yeah. Technically, Bob Backlund is a two-time WWE champion, but it's not recognised. Well, um, lo- losing to Antonio Noki in Japan on the same tour. It basically did a thing like, oh, I will not wrestle outside of the US, so I hand you the belt back. But, wait, but also because fans in the US wouldn't have a way of watching it, they basically said, oh, no, he, he, he's always been the champion. What are you talking about? Are we forgetting that he held it and then held it again mm-hmm. when he beat Bret Hart? Well, three, okay, technically a three-time champion. Technically a three-time. Sorry, I forgot. I mean, to be fair, you be for him for forgetting that because the Survivor Series was on the Wednesday. Before they got to the following Monday's Raw, he'd already lost it to Diesel. I know, but imagine, it counts as a win. Imagine, imagine that, you don't get a chance to go to a WWE event, you've watched the Survivor DC Backlands, the Champion Raw, the new WWE Champion Diesel, like, what? What did, what did I miss? Didn't he lose to Diesel in like eight seconds? Yes, yes he did. But, I don't think they gave a, I think they gave a reason that Brett was still injured from Survivor Series, which is why he couldn't have the match. Mm, Honestly, bullshit. Didn't Backland hold that title longer than Rey Mysterio held one of his titles? Yeah, because Mysterio had lost, won and lost it in the same episode of Raw. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah. Anyway. I don't think Rey Mysterio would like to be reminded of the fact that he held a title last time when Bob Backlund held it in his technically third run. I mean, I don't know that they wouldn't like it if he brought it up to him. He'd be confused as to why you're bringing it up, but I don't think he'd hate it. He'd be like, you're just bringing it up to be a prick, aren't you? Like, like hi. You just look at you like, so do you want me to sign this thing or not? Aye, go on. Sorry, <laughs> Ray. How many times is that? You've lost your mask now? <laughs> anyway. How many How many times could you not class yourself as a luchador anymore because legally you should not be wearing the goddamn mask the amount of times you've lost it? Anyway. But, oh, but anyway, WrestleCon itself, by the WrestleMania weekend, there were so many weird shows. Mike Bailey, that match he had at Wrestle uh, Matches was one of nine matches he had across three days. That man is a fucking machine. I think the fact that he, he wasn't able to wrestle in the US for five years, so basically he's having all the matches all yeah. the places. All the matches in all, all the, the places. <laughs> <laughs> like he fought... I swear on all the matches. He fought Shelly and Impact. He fought Jay White at the New Japan show. He fought Bandido at a WrestleCon show. He fought one of the New Japan the Airlines at this show called Bloodsport. It's kind of a mix of wrestling and shoot fighting kind of thing. Was it Kumite? <laughs> no, <laughs> but he's like he had like nine matches. I think. He I'm would sure. he would win the fucking committee. <laughs> oh, I rest on the idea. I, don't, I showed you this, but Taya Valkyrie versus John Morrison uh, in a dirty dishes match. How did that go? I think Taya won. Oh, good. <laughs> no offense to Johnny Mundo, yeah. you know, but Taya's better. Uh, oh, PCO led led a team in a losing effort against a uh, former FMW like founder, Asushi Onita. Yeah. Had a 5-1-5, where Anita had on his team Colt Cabana, 
Jitch Robinson and the Rock and Roll Express on his team. We're still no dude. No, they're no dude too. Jesus. And, and PCOI on his team, he had the former Enzo Amore. Enzo! Fandango, or Dutty Dango as he's now called. He's going to be in, in Scotland in like October, I think. That's in my birthday's month. <laughs> uh, he had Jimmy Wang Yang on his team. <sighs> And the, Sweet! And the final member, I don't need, I know it's an audio but I'm not even going to tell you, all I had to do is this. Barry Horowitz. <laughs> and that team lost? That team lost. Why? I don't know, because WrestleCon is weird. That is not a top in the back situation when Barry Horowitz don't win. Barry Horowitz never won, unless he was against Skip. That's why Barry Horowitz always loses. That's why Barry Horowitz drives a hatchback and saves the Shangri-La. <laughs> Barry Horowitz never wins. That's why Barry Horowitz always loses. It drives a hatchback. It fights at WrestleCon. <laughs> That's why Barry Horowitz fights at WrestleCon and never won a title. Anywho. I like Barry Horowitz. I know you do. Wish I had a Barry Horowitz figure for my collection. <laughs> I wish you could get Barry Horowitz on the game when he'd win some titles. You could create him on the game. I'm gonna. You, could, you should. I'm going to buy a new game and I'm going to create Barry Horowitz. I'll, cre- I'll create a faction of wrestlers that were all jobbers that I think should have won something. Well, who else would be in this faction? So, Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz draws. <laughs> he he wasn't a jobber, but I think he should have won something. Well, he would have had he not got hurt. Yeah, I know he would have won. So do you think he would have won an IC belt or something? I think they were teasing him. I watched the Smackdown's room at the time he got hurt. I think they were teasing him as a a challenger for Dio's European title, so he could have been a European champion. So he could definitely won one of the mid-card belts, anyway. I mean, he was fighting Dio. For all we know, if he hadn't got injured that, in that match, he would have won the European title in an alternate reality. Yeah. Big ups to draws, <laughs> man. Darren draws dog. If we're talking about the multiverse, there was a universe that we didn't get hurt and he won the European title. Yeah. Although, like I say... That is a cool-ass fucking wheelchair he's got, man. Seeing whether all the photos, Dale Brown's been in the UK, and he just took a photo at some random pub with a fish and chips in front of him. <laughs> and then the pub that shit that he was at were, like, retweeting that and everything. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Even, look, it might even, in this multiverse thing, mm. there's an alternate wrestling universe where... The LOD didn't get shit. Mm-hmm. We won the tag belts again. And we freebird rolled it <laughs> between, you know, uh, Hawk, Animal and Draws. Because, you know, he looked really fucking cool as a member of the LOD. He could have been their crush when the Muslim were doing the freebird thing for a while because mm. Axe was fucked. What was it was up with Axe? Was he just really old or injured at the time? I think he had a, me- a legit like heart thing going on. Oh. But, yeah, he still wrestled years later, though, after that. I've seen him at uh, uh, Wrestling Weekend. Look really old, man. He is. Well, it's he just he like is see fucking when, old. See when you seen, I think it was the like Killer Bees mm-hmm. and Slick. Uh, and, and then you see Axe and you just think, that's just an old man in face paint. Mm-hmm. You know? And then it was, uh, it was uh, Axe, Hakim, Honky Tonk Man <laughs> and Slick. You know? Who was Slick and then he was the Reverend Slick. And I yeah. the, the guy... Portrayed Slick as actually a reverend, though. Huh. There you go. So you're, you know, giving it based on reality or mm. things you already do. Like no. the, guy, the guy who played the goon apparently did play hockey, so that's why. He's the goon! Mm. What a wanky gimmick! <laughs> that's why Jericho 
he said at one point he was going to sign in the early 90s, but then he was worried, like, he think he, he was under the impression that the like, goon gimmick was going to be his, like, now you're all right, I'll go travel for a few more years. We made you doink? No, I'm just doing it for tonight. She never made you doink. I'm not man. fucking doinking. <laughs> People don't get that as a reference to Shawn Michaels that he's thinking that Jericho was the new yeah. doink back in 2001. Oh, let's talk about that and all this. Kind of somber moment. Oh, yeah, Triple H. Triple H coming out, but do you know what? I still got that feeling. See, when that music hit and he came out, I didn't expect him to have his water bottle, but mm. he had his water bottle. And see, when I seen the water bottle, I was like, he's got to do the thing, he's got to do it, he's got to do it, and he done the thing. You know what's funny, though? Some people were saying that he took a bit too long, like, with his engine and everything. Like, like it's Triple H. It wouldn't yeah, every be every right to fucking take it would, the time. It wouldn't be authentic Triple H if it didn't take longer than he needed to. I just love what he'd done it, and he hugged his fucking kids before mm. he went up on the, up on the, Apron, oh. and then he stood in the corner and done the. I don't know if you've seen that take where Champa came out. He did the Triple H like water thing, and then he did the like the knee thing, and I think at one point he did the the curtsy. Mm. And then after he faced match, he was doing all like everybody because he lost the team and like the thank you because it seemed like he was going up. You know, and then Triple H came out behind him and hugged him. Ah, oh, it's pretty sweet. No, mm. oh, Triple H man, even in a suit, that man still has presence. And the fact that he left his boots in the middle of the uh, ring with a mic next to him, and it was like, damn, man. Uh, you know? You, and now that it's said that now Randy Orton is the only active mm-hmm. member of Evolution now. Batista, the, Batista's an actor. Uh, Old Slick Rick's done. Mm-hmm. Trips is done, unfortunately. I mean, Slick Rick's done, but if it was up to Rick, he wouldn't be. Yeah, Old Slick Rick would still be going now. But yeah, then again, I still remember that one and only fucking ladder match that he was in, that, that Money in the Bank match. Uh-huh. When he got knocked, was it Shelton or RVD that knocked him off the ladder and he completely fucked his leg? And, he, and then he came back out and I remember some of the guys he had started reviewing that recently and I can't remember who it was, but one of them said that when like, it was Ric Flair looking, he comes back to the room like, you and I should not be in a fucking ladder match. <laughs> <laughs> but, with Danny Glover, them too old for this shit. I remember Jesus was mega in twenty twenty to the Hall of Fame. Then he said like he didn't want to be, he wanted to be in the Hall of Fame where he could enjoy it in front of the WWE universe. So the rumors are because they're in Hollywood next year that he's going to go in next year. That'd be pretty cool. It seemed, cool. seemed a very uh, small list of inductees this year. Yeah, maybe because mm. maybe because of how they were doing it, they basically did it right after SmackDown. Mm. And you know, poor that poor Bella didn't get to hear Vader Gee's speech. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Poor her. Idiot. I don't, I don't even remember which one it was. They're both retarded, mm. who cares? I did like Taker's one, like Kane, or I'm sorry, he likes to be called Mr. Mayor. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Mick Foley's Waynes were a bit offended that he never mentioned Mick Foley in his speech. That's a shame, though, because we've been. Weird, we've been looking at. Foley's been playing a big role in Undertaker's oh, like, true, development. True. true. So, uh, it's, it's a shame he didn't mention him, but you know. I don't think Mick minded. I mean, I did watch Mick's reaction to uh, <laughs> Vince take the story. He could just stop sniggering. I'd say, if I had to random, I know this is off the but like, if I'd say take her like, top three rivals, Foley would be in there under Sean and Kane. Nah. I would I would say, if you would put a top five, well, I would say Triple H should be in there too. Well, yeah, he should be in there, but not in the top three. I don't think, yeah, okay, he'd be in the top five, so who'd, who would the final one be here then? But you get Sean, Foley, Sean, Kane. Foley, Kane. Trips, uh, I'd maybe even say Brock. Brock actually, yeah, Brock. Brock's actually a cool one because across both multiple periods of both men's career, like Taker, like as the veteran, 
like and a young guy trying to prove himself, and then years later with the streak and everything, and then yeah, Taker coming yeah. back to get revenge for this. That, that great moment, like one of Taker's best moments from the last age girl. Like, I'm gonna kill you. You're gonna have to. <laughs> yeah. And then the fucking laugh off. Mm. Yeah, that was fucked up. I remember watching me did the like kept replaying that clip and did the the bit of uh, Lloyd and the two guys with Dumb and Dumber singing in the car. Mark, yeah, hey, bird, yeah, Bing, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, but then every so often you see Lesnar and Taker laughing over. Hey, hey, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Ah! Guys, guys, guys! That line was improvised apparently by Jim Carrey. Apparently, <laughs> just said that. You can apparently, if you, if you know that, you look, watch Jeff Daniels' face, he kind of looks like, what is he going to do? And then you see him trying to not properly piss himself. <laughs> he does it. The only bit in that, that whole scene that gets me going, yeah. Breath Mint, sir? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Pull over. No, no it's, it's cardigan, cardigan, but thank you. <laughs> Oh, we've talked like maybe five or ten minutes about impact in the last hour. And and you know, I never thought I was going to say this, but what because WrestleMania was so goddamn good. It was. It was. Though. It really it deserved, was. It, it, really was. It, deserved, uh, it must be spoken about. It must be reviewed. I know. And like we mentioned, Triple H and Triple H is going to get his own episode eventually at some point. Hopefully. Yes, he is. We will do a retrospective on the game mm-hmm. with Cerebral Assassin, looking at it at Blue Blood. Terrorizing. Terrorizing. You want you want two names? Okay, here. Terrorizing. Mm-hmm. Here, two names. <laughs> you didn't say, you made somebody call, you sound like the fucking, the, the, the fish, the one that cleans everybody in, uh, in Fainio. Voila, he is clean. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's wrong? I can't, I can't just have one name. You, you want two names? Okay. Terrorizing. Yeah, fucking you hate it and modern W like you got two names in one day, you only have one name now. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking hate it nowadays. Anyway, let's go let's actually get into Impact, shall we? I'm sure I had the most talk about it, but fuck it, let's talk about oh, Impact. Fuck yes, okay, cool. <laughs> so sacrifice feels like a millennia ago, doesn't it? It really does, it really does. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so happy that Chelsea Green turned he- heel. Yeah. And like I don't know if she was legit injured because like that woman's got a fucking wrist like race crispies. <laughs> Fucking Yeah, that's that's an impression of Chelsea Green's wrists. Me rumpling some of my cigarette papers. Well, the fact that she came out, she answered the champ champion. I think it was the Ring of Honor belt she went for. Because mm. uh, mostly not often not they go for the, the AAA belt. But she came out and then the injury happened and uh, like it seemed like the Anna does it and the, the player's like, Oh my god, what has she done to Chelsea Green there because of the or she set up the armbar. I, I must say, how, it's just how quickly sorry, Craig, but how, no. how how fluidly it flowed into oh, totally. the next match with Mickey being a bit distracted, which helps cause her downfall in her match, plus the interference from Savannah Evans, and then weirdly we think about that helps actually motivate her heel Chelsea's heel turn. So yeah. it's one of those things where I'm sure it was real, but it's one of the things you can't believe was real because it worked out so well for people involved. I must say, and this this makes me hate Mickey James even more than a day. <laughs> and that that's that's oddly I didn't think it was possible, but you know, she had mad old skank. You know. Misses every time I fall on my back, I have to splay the legs, you know. But anywho, anywho. When she was talking to Chelsea Green, mm-hmm. Lily, oh, I don't need your help, I'll be fine. She sounded like such a condescending old cunt. Uh-huh. Like, I'll be totally fine, I don't want you to get hurt. So, I'll be totally fine, I don't need your help. So when Savannah and Tasha were kicked the fuck out of Chelsea Green rightly just came out and sat on the chair and watched her get a fucking doing. 
Oh, Old bitch. She lost her belt, which she never deserved to be fucking holding in the first place. She shouldn't have held it for as long as she had. She shouldn't have held it at all. She shouldn't have even got her manky old skank mints on it. But. Do you not like Mickey Jean's pockets? You've really hit that under wraps. I'm not a fan, no. No, no. You can tell I'm being genuinely sincere when I'm asking you this question. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. But I do not like her one little teeny tiny bit. Her character is awful. Her in-ring work is woeful. Mm-hmm. She's about as fuck... She's about as quick in the ring as Joe Biden is on his speeches. <laughs> Did not expect that to be the comparison you went with. Right, she's about as quick on the ring as old Sleepy Joe is at the podium, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh buddy, our granddad's wandered off from the podium again. Oh, fuck, get him back again. Mere Joe, come on, read, read what we've wrote for you. I really hope people don't get make assumptions of our political leanings based on that. I don't give a fuck what Biden does, to be honest with you. I'm not a political guy. I just think it's very funny. But, you know, I, f- I find it intriguing. Hmm. Politically, well, I don't give a fuck, really. That's my politics. I don't care. They treated one old guy who was mentally deranged to another guy who's not mentally deranged, but is very sleepy. But we're getting political, which yeah, is not, this is not a political show. Yeah. God damn it, Scott. You and your goddamn politics. You started it. <laughs> you invaded Poland. <laughs> we did not start it. Yes, yes you did. did. You invaded Poland. I think we got away with it there. <laughs> Don't mention the war. I think I remember when sacrifice happened. Um, I was looking forward to talking to you about it mainly because not only did Mickey lose her belt, Hurrah. but the Good Brothers lost their belts as well. Hurrah! Get Eric Young back there, him and Joe Doring together. And who do they lose the belts to? V B fucking D man. Like Joe Doring, I think this belt is a fewer thing, but for the most part, it's been Joe Doring and uh, I mean because of like you know you tend to fuck things up. You just stand there and say you wave the flag of it. Ah, you wave the flag. You stand there. Ah. I wonder how much longer Dino's going to be in VBD though, because his mayor, I look at it, the mayor, Eric Young, looks like he's getting pretty tired of these bullshit. Because <laughs> remember the promo is like, Dino, you fucked up again. You let the sickness in. You're a fud. Stop losing. Oh, I know his exact words. Maybe the sickness bit, but I don't think he called him a fud. I mean, I mean Eric Young's been in Edinburgh. He's not it. I mean, Eric Young's been in Edinburgh recently, so maybe he picked up some Scottish phrasing. In Edinburgh? Ah, he was in... No, I mean, you, you think you picked up some Scottish in Edinburgh? Oh, nah. seriously. Be sensible. <laughs> Don't pick up any Scots in Edinburgh. I, I only know a few people who, who came from Edinburgh, and both of them eventually moved to Glasgow, because even they knew fucking better. Aye. Sorry if you live in Edinburgh. Aye. Really sorry. <laughs> it must be terrible. If you want, if you want to let out your, your rage at our comments... Please feel free to walk up any number of your massive fucking hills you've got on there no, for no right. reason. Bring us some of your tatty tourist pish, you know. That majority of that city is on a fucking slant of some sort. Oh, yes, it is. I didn't realise we'd be not, bashing Edinburgh so much. Not, not just in the physical sense. <laughs> that, that fucking place is a def- definite slant. Fucking shithole with a castle. Fucking... As as the and the fat guys say, capital and name only. Yeah. Glasgow. Oh. Aye. Uh, mind you, we may be biased for Glasgow boys. Aye. Aye. Fucking Edinburgh. <laughs> so yeah, those two outcomes came the way you want them to. 
I'm very sad that Jake something has uh, now Fiji no longer associated with Impact. But I know. what what a, what a hell of a match he had with Jake, with uh, with Trey. I was good, but fuck's sake, he's he was only just getting really good, day. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't mean that in the way you might think. I don't mean he wasn't really solid before. And I mm-hmm. thought Jake, some, I always thought Jake something yeah. was really solid in ring, but it was, it seemed like he was getting prominently uh-huh. pushed. Uh, where is he gone? I don't know where he's gone, but like, it's, it's weird because like Jake, come back, come the, on. The impact seemed to be really good at holding on to some of their bigger stars, Ace, Eddie, Moose, Josh, all, and everything announced in their insane new deal. But then you got people like Jake and. Before him, Eastern Meryl, Falabar, a couple other people I can't really remember off the top of my head. Like, not all of them are going to make big impacts, but still, like, nah, you're losing. Big impacts. Yeah, but then again, you know, at least having a bit of depth really helps fill out the undercard bit of your roster. Is, at least. Well, right, and this is meant in no way disrespect to any of the people that you just mentioned. But yeah. AC storyline wise really wasn't going anywhere. Uh-huh. Rohit's gone well, as well. Rohit was a prick for leaving. But. Fowler, mm-hmm. who really cares whether he was there or no? Mm. You know, no offence to Fowler, but you know, he looked, seen for that wee while when he was really tagging with TGP. Oh, TGP, by the way, he buggered off from Impact and no one even noticed. Ah, well, pfft. anyway, fuck him. Aye. But, see when Fowler looked like he was losing a bit of weight mm-hmm. and he looked like he was getting into a bit of shape? Aye. I thought he was really trying, like AC was, because AC lost a good bit of weight and was really trying. But out of that law, I will say one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, AC's partner, hey, Larry D. Larry D. Right? He's looking really solid now. Uh-huh. Like when he was in, uh, what was our team called? Triple XL. Triple XL. Right. See, when he was in Triple XL, uh-huh. he was looking kind of, you know, dumpy. See now, he looks pretty fucking solid. Uh-huh. And the new gimmick we've got, man, uh-huh. the new character, just like a monster. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. I like it. I hope he like. If he is he signed proper? I don't know. I well, don't know. I hope he's signed proper because I think like he could easily, you know, get up there. He could easily go into the ranks, maybe X division, uh-huh. and if that goes well, if we can get enough steam behind him, maybe we could even push him towards you know, Mel Soul. We could even get him in the tag scene, or maybe uh-huh. even, you know, like that scene where you don't have guys. You you know you uh-huh. your guys that win the belt. Uh-huh. And you've got your guys that always challenge for the belt. Yeah, I think he could definitely be in the mm-hmm. challenging for the belt at least. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I think it all than the biggest loss is Jake something. That's death. Yeah. Aye, I feel bad for what happened. Uh, I don't know. Maybe when we when he, he, if he's ever able to talk about it, maybe his reasons will be very sound. But it's just as fans of Impact who enjoyed seeing him wrestle. Oh yeah, it's a bit sad to see him go. I'm going to talk about Jay White. I said because like, a Bullet Club and everything. Jay White, who, oh, you remember Big Kikaleo? Yeah. Uh, he's fighting Jay White not coming New Japan show because obviously he's the brother, the good brother, uh, the brother of uh, G.O.D. who got kicked out by, by Jay White. Mm. <laughs> so they're teasing like, oh, whose side is he going to be on? That's probably going to get resolved over in Japan. But New Japan are doing a show in Chicago called the Windy City Riot. Now, they're having this big 12-man tag, right? Mm-hmm. TJP's on one side and he's part of a faction called the United Empire. That team on one side against the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club have been represented by Hikaleo, mm-hmm. Chris Bay, mm-hmm. ELP, mm-hmm. Uh, the Good Brothers, and Scott Norton mm. <laughs> of uh, the NWO fame. Mm. Scott Norton. And he's 50s, still looks like he could rip your fucking head off. 
He's pretty good in the, the Collision Career Doctor of the Ring episode if you ever get a chance to watch that. But I think for me, my favourite match easily of uh, Sacrifice was Jay White's match against Alex Shelley. Aye, that was solid. That was a that solid match. match. Uh, and obviously, he actually tried to get the handshake off him because obviously he mm. was a, give a mentor to Jay White and Jay was like, nah, fuck off. <laughs> so I had to. And which led, and led to two very solid and so it's like an understatement tag matches. Yeah. Gee, what they're now calling the Bay and J connection <laughs> and the machine guns. <laughs> I think the reason they did a second match is because I don't even know if they were meant to win that one, but apparently they fucked up the finish to the first one. Like, Jay was meant to break up the pin. The match was getting meant to go a couple more minutes. Yeah. But uh, they fucked that up. But then they did the rematch still, which was still fantastic. Mm. So... It's just nice to see the machine guns together as a tag team, to be honest with you. BJ connection. <laughs> so, it's just nice to see like the machine guns back together after so fucking long. Aye. Well, Chris Bay wasn't going to get anywhere, in- uh, anywhere interesting, was he? Oh, Chris Saban, I should say. He wasn't going to get anywhere fucking interesting. He needed his personality back. Unless he was in WrestleHouse doing these fucking slow motion, I have no t-shirt on. But... <laughs> yeah, well, that was just a very slow, dull man. I like Steve Macklin on uh, Sorry, basically just like, ah, fuck you, I'm not going to stand for the impact. You all thought I was a traitor, fuck you. So mm. I let Eddie Edwards and no, no, no more batteries. Yeah. And he, he hit Rhino with the kendo stick and then he beat him on impact with his own move. <laughs> he beat him with his own move, the utter act of disrespect. He just might as well just pissed on him. Yeah, he had the cheek to do a, do a gore about a bazillion times better than he could. Mm-hmm. And then he battled his Slater to, to yeah. make that. Oh, I like these wee, like, Eddie Guerrero S move where he basically just threw himself in, or you know, he knocked <laughs> the steps or just throws it on the ground, like, Ref, he hit me. He hit me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very unsurprisingly, Moose, absolutely, it was a glorified squash against uh, against Heath. Uh-huh. With big uh, Anthony Corelli, the former Santino on commentary. Uh, hearing his own his real voice and now he's put on Italian voice like I don't even recognise you do you think you, do you think he's had any, had any chance if he'd have went on the Cobra no no, no I did not the Cobra could not help him against him what if he'd have had what if it was a, a three on one Cobra <laughs> and Mr Sockle <laughs> he's still be fucked <laughs> yeah yeah he's still be fucked do you think Miss would have made him eat both of them yes through his nose <laughs> But then, at that point, after the match, you know, we're all like, oh, we hope this thing with Alexander gets resolved. And I already knew about this bit because the night of Sacrifice, I was at my brother's engagement party and I couldn't sleep when I got back. Yeah. I was thinking through Twitter and I saw the thing, Jockey Alexander says the Mountain New Deal returns to impact. So Jockey Alexander comes to the crowd, drops Moose with his pile driver and basically said, I, you sent me, I got sent home, which meant I was down the road from the Anthem offices. Mm. So... Yeah, you got that sorted. And then I got this contract. And you know it's a contract for Rebellion because Rebellion has got a big massive print logo on it. <laughs> As the other contract goes, oh, I see this new talent contract. Talent contract. And bold us <laughs> letters. Otherwise, how the people at the back of the room going to see it? Aye, how are going to know? <laughs> like, we, need, we need the font big enough for Stevie Wonder to be able to see it. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it could make it big enough for him to see it. Not anymore, I can <laughs> No, he could he could never have seen it. Anyway, so Josh Alexander's back and he's got the match at Rebellion against Miss. So 
Thankfully, we didn't need to be worrying about that too long because people were like, oh, this is an overseer impacts part. Like, how could they let George Alexander? So we were like, nope, fuck you, he's back. <laughs> and he's right back where he was before, and now finally, he's going to win the Impact World fucking title. <laughs> he fucking better. He will. He will. He fucking better. I'll go back to some other bits of Impact because that will actually lead into some of the matches that we've announced already for Rebellion. So we'll briefly mention what's announced so far for the card, but let's actually go to. I'm sure the main thing we want to talk which is the multiverse of matches. Because mm. this was a really fun show, I felt. Well, it was. was. Very much so. <laughs> we got the return of Ultimate X. We had Trey defending against Chris Bay, uh, Rich Swan, Jordan Blake Grace, Christian. Blake Christian and Vincent. Yeah. Vincent, the odd man out there. One of these things is not like the others. I didn't get what I wanted. No. I wanted Vincent to win that. Of course you did, because you're also a mad bastard like him. Yeah, he speaks to me. Aye. But, oh, I mean, we should have mentioned, we're mentioning Sacrifice, we need to mention buddy Jonah VPCO as well. Mm. And Jonah dropping him on his head on the buddy's <laughs> steps as well with a tombstone. And PCO coming out the next week on a stretcher, doing a big thing like, he's alive! Mm. He's alive! <laughs> how, do you feel, how are you liking PCO and, and Jonah? Oh, and not like, just the few, but just them and Jonah. I'm liking them very much, so mm. especially Jonah. Mm. He, he's going to be good then. Yeah, yeah. He's going to win a title. I hope so. Very soon. Fuck it. Give him the X Division title. Let a big man have the belt again. Let's see what happens there. Aye. Aye. Let him do his big splash out of trace. Or, once Josh wins that belt, mm. have Jonah be one of his first challengers, you know? Well, kind of tying the two together, did they have that match on the Multiverse of Bandits where they had Josh tuning with Jonah? Against PCO and so they were they were basically saying now it was set up as a case of like neither of these guys really want to be team each other they just want to get their hands on the guys across the ring no and then at the end they kind of help each other out and Miss and George Alexander do together and there's kind of that more that kind of you know, the fist bump no I like that there. because he just Jonah just quite went right, right well and good then, and buggered solid. off <laughs> so I'd like to think that maybe Jonah is in for like a title shot. Just part of the reason I thought he maybe should have won back at Hard to Kill to help set that up, but I'm sure there's another way of doing that. <sighs> like saying, oh, I helped you out the multiverse of matches, now give me a fucking title shot. <laughs> but going back to the Ultimate X, I really enjoyed that. I like seeing Jordan Grace get to mix up in the X Division again. Oh, aye, totally. That's another one. I think Rachel Ellering's maybe done with Impact as well. Yeah, but, you know. I've tried to think of a few more names that had recently departed, and I couldn't think of that one just popped to because she was a team with Jordan Grace. Ra- Rachel's. It's a shame for her, but she's not a massive loss, you know, I mean, she really wasn't going anywhere in Impact. Yeah, I think with the team in with Jordan had its, had its limitations. Yeah, I mean, if we had pulled the trigger and maybe turned Jordan heel on it or something, mm-hmm. maybe it went somewhere, but mm-hmm. I don't think it did. Yeah, but I like Jordan doing that, breaking out of the muscle buster on the same night that bloody Samoa Joe returns over on... Over in Ring of Honor. Yeah. And then the fact that she does it at the same time, she has it on Chris Bay, at the same time she hits Bloody Rich Swan with a clothesline. <laughs> what I also did like is that they implied that like Vincent was like out of his element in the match. Like he was all slowly, slowly moving across across the ropes. But I don't think he was out of his element. But I think the story was that he was element because he'd never competed in the, yeah. in the match before. He was he was billed as like, the only person who hadn't uh, competed in the Ultimate X before. And also, out of everybody else who had to be in Ultimate X, the only one going into it that had won in Ultimate X was Rich Swan, 
Because mm. he, I think he'd won an ultimate to become X Division champion in the first place. Aye. So there you go. That was an interesting dynamic going into it. But uh, Trey Miguel ended up coming out of the the match as champion. But he's got a big triple threat match we're going to talk about later on coming up at Rebellion, which should be a banger. Yeah. Mm. We all love the analysis you're giving me here, Paul. Well, you know. I don't. I don't have a lot to say on that match. You know, mm. I. I don't really like Trey as Lex Division champion. I don't really like Trey. I think. I think he's a bit of a bell end. I mm. think. I think like anybody else in that match. Well, other than Rich won because he's a lost bell end. But, you know, Jordan could have won it. Fucking. Vincent could have won it. I don't think anyone other than Trey. Realistically, would have won this because I think the story is the the whole thing with who these two challengers are at uh, a rebellion. So I'm not sure well, if there's any doubt that Trey would have. One of won. those challengers just signed a new multi-year deal, so hopefully, maybe one of those challengers will win the X Division title at Rebellion. Maybe, maybe. Or the other one. Yeah, the other one's the still. The other one's still fairly fresh, and I think he's signed a multi-year deal as well. So. Like the deal that he was in, I'm sure it's like two or three years that he signed for. Mm. So there you go. Either one of them could to realistic one. Okay with it. Well, Steve, you've got any more thoughts on something? I like. Let's just talk about the Ken doll. Uh, Mike Bailey mm. took on Alex Shelley, and I'm actually this show which I really enjoyed the. He's he's constantly like kicks the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. It was very quick, very technical. Also, mm-hmm. like uh, I like the fact that they even mentioned the fact that that he'd been wrestling all his matches so he was a bit beat up and maybe Alex Shelley was was taking advantage of that mm. but uh, inevitably uh, Mike Bailey actually got the win I don't know how many of these matches across the week that he, that he won or lost but this one in particular that he won but, uh, we also had a, a mixed tag team match between uh, Nick Aldis representing the NWA formerly Magnus former TNA world and tag team champion yep Teaming up with his wife Mickey James against the Cardonas because uh, post uh, a big Philadelphia street fight between Tasha and Mickey, uh, or Chelsea didn't help her, Chelsea then turned heel, and uh, Mickey also got hit with the radio silence by Matt Cardona. <laughs> well, the right, the, right, the right thing happened in that match. In which one? The mixed tag match. Well, the Cardonas losing? Mm, no. Cardona didn't lose. No, they lost. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Well, I will I will find it for you. They lost. They lost to Mickey and her stupid husband. Right. Sick. I thought you I thought you said this was fairly fresh in your head. It was, but I was convinced that we had lost. Well, if you'd been watching it close enough, you'd know that they didn't lose. Maybe I couldn't see it as a win for them, I don't know. Because he hit radio silence and she got pinned. Yeah, see, Mickey James and Nick Aldis defeat Chelsea Gay and Matt Cardona. <sighs> the one with the whole double cloverleaf spot as well. Oh, yeah. Did it work? Yeah. Oh. Alright, I got myself confused with the one I thought they did win then. That was what it was. Anyway. Fuck. So, yeah, the, it was. I think it's part of it because Aldis officially got the win over Cardona because Cardona and him were legal. I think it's maybe further a thing that they're doing with the NWA too, because this is the first time on Impact show that Goodwin has actually come out with that NWA belt. 
Mm. Oh, so they had a rematch. They had a match recently. Those two. I think they're wanting to set up another one at some point. But I don't know why they're not making more of a thing on Impact TV of Cardona with the NWA title. Mm. I'm sure they've done cross promotion before. I'm sure they can make a bigger, bigger thing out of this. I don't know if that's something they want to do with that title at the minute. Though. I'm I'm sure like someone like Cardona hold winning this title one of the oldest belts. I built that a lot of older like fans still holding such high prestige. I don't think it can really hurt them. They do, the they do hold it in high prestige, but saying that, for what it is now, a lot of people, you know... Well, yeah, but... A lot of people don't care about nostalgia value. Like, Cardona had that great run in GCW, and he referenced it on Impact TV, or the whole Deathmatch King thing. And he's doing a similar thing now with the NW. He's doing like some great work as a baddie, and he's a heel on Impact, and he's great at that. But I don't know why you wouldn't want to like continue the whole... Stuff he's doing across all these other promotions and the impact, have him come on with the NWA title and claim proclaim himself the greatest NWA champion ever or whatever. It could end up being something that they hit on at a later date. I really think if they don't, it's a, it's a major, major missed opportunity. Okay, uh, like, as much as we love impact, there are some things you need to take some issues with, like letting people like, take something go, like not doing more with this. And you also had an issue with this show because of the uh, the sound issues. I did. I thought the audio quality was pretty pretty weak, if I'm honest, because it, when I was watching it, it was like normal volume, and then it was really loud, and then you couldn't fucking hear it. Mm-hmm. And then it sounded like it was coming through a megaphone or some shit. It just was awful, mate. No consistency. No, it was... Well, for one thing, it was in WrestleCon, in that particular part of the... The venue was like hosting like multiple shows across that day. Like they did like their IWPF show, wherever they do right after Multiverse, and then they had, New Japan had that show, and then God knows whoever else had it before them, and then the days following them. So everybody's using similar the same equipment, I think. Mm. But there has been a thing in the past on some of their specials and based on previews where every so often there's a wee technical issue, and like they do need to get that kind of sorted out because. I worry that it's shit like that that's stopping certain people from taking them seriously. Because mm. people are too, cause there are people out there who are too quick to pick up on little shit. Like oh, very quick to nitpick on shit like that. I can't remember who it was that said it, but some wrestler has said that wrestling fans are the most toxic fans in the world. And there's a section of them that are. Mm. And most of them are good. Some of them have their shit moments, but you know. Mm. And then there's some that are just utter dickheads. <laughs> Hopefully you're not, if you're another dickhead, you're not listening to this. And Well, hopefully you're listening to this, you're not another dickhead, and if you are another dickhead, stop listening. There's easier ways to tell if you're another dickhead as well. <laughs> well I, I don't really want to talk that much about the four-way for the knockouts tag tales, because I don't really care for the influence. Oh, that's cool. But well, it was a hell of a match anyway. I didn't expect Giselle Shaw be the one getting pinned. I thought she was going to maybe reveal Lady Frost get pinned after Giselle probably abandoned her. But... I did like the fact that a few weeks ago they did a thing where Dionne defended both her titles against her and Giselle and Lee showing like a triple threat match. Mm. That was pretty cool. Uh, oh, I really th- I thought watching it like I imagine they did like what Carangle did with the Eurocon L belt, one fall for one belt, another fall for mm. the other belt. That would have been funny. But Dionne did defend her uh, triple A title against Fabio Apache, and I was trying to think who who do I know that name from? And I found out I remembered when Brew Walton that brought up on commentary. Fabi, that's who Deanna beat for the belt in the first place. She's the one that she won the AAA belt from back in August of last year. Mm. So basically this is her coming back for her belt. And I've never seen Fabio Apache before. I really did I. But I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was a decent match. It was, and then Deanna had her, her promo basically 
things. Like, it doesn't matter what they do over in Ring of Honor. I'm the real, you know, Ring of Honor women's champion. And then afterwards, the woman who a month or so ago became the official number one contender for the Reina de Reina's belt came out. Impact, uh, original, well, not Reina Pova, a former knockouts champion, former longest reigning knockouts champion, mm-hmm. a favourite of yours, mm-hmm. Taya Valkyrie came out to uh, probably one of the loudest pops Impact anyone got on that Impact show. I wish she'd have come out in her proper gear, though, you know, the big phone mm-hmm. robe. and. Well, I think she's saving that phone, she actually gets back in the ring That's to wrestle. Cool. But you basically said, but you don't need to worry about the Ring of Honor belt, you need to worry about that AAA belt, because I'm coming for it mm. at Rebellion. And then they officially announced it later in the show, so that was one match we were Taya v. Diona, and I'm hopeful it's because hopefully Taya's sticking around, that they fucking, I mean, they've already got a low bar from that hard-to-kill match, but yeah. hopefully this is the banger that we were we were praying for. Let's hope, let's hope. Get, get Taya a wee bit of respect back. Yeah. I could actually see her winning the belt. Mm. She's a regular kind of in AAA even before she left. Uh, so I really think she, she'd actually have the... You could see she And then you can't do this thing like everything falling apart for Diana Perez. Like she loses mm. one belt, she loses the ring of honor belt. Everything's falling like, no, I'm the virtual. I must have a belt. I'm never not without a belt. <laughs> Give me a belt. Here. The <laughs> <laughs> ah, very good, very good. Uh, a match I really enjoyed, and I really liked Eddie Edwards' promo before it because I know you are personally. I don't like you. The turn heel, I like him. He's good, and we and we seen that firsthand when Eddie Edwards turned heel, and he, they were asking him, "Well, why are you representing pro wrestling?" No, like and he's wearing the, the green, which is main mm. color. So he was personally like, "Oh, I, I when I went to the dojos of pro wrestling, to the rivals, treated with respect." I don't represent Impact Wrestling because they don't represent me anymore. Mm. So I don't represent them. So I'm representing Pro Wrestling Noah. He went against Tomohiro Ishii, who's one that I can just safely say is the toughest man I've seen that doesn't have a neck. Mm. <laughs> the little stone pit bull. I know you've never seen him before, but yeah. based on this match, what did you think? Oh, I thought it was solid as hell. Could you say that again <sighs> without yawning? Sorry, I thought it was a very solid match, the match between him and Eddie. Mm. Very, very hard-hitting. Mm-hmm. Very hard-hitting, very fast-paced for what it was, you know. Because mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of sort of... It was a lot of hard hits, a lot of pace, but it was also a lot of grounding pounds, a bit of technical as well. So it was, mm-hmm. it was like one of the matches, it was yeah. a pit and mix. Yeah, you know? and he had Ishii getting like the chops in the corner, he just shoot them off and he went, ah! <laughs> he came right back at him, like, he butts everything. Uh, Ishii's finisher is a big vertical drop brain buster. And he ended up getting the win over Eddie, which I was surprised about. Mm. She actually picked up quite a few wins over WrestleMania weekend, which is good. He, and we're going to see him again. It's going to be as big as you would like to say it. I don't care if people cringe when I say this, but I like to say this. We see big men slapping meat because he's going to fight Big Jonah mm. in a big cost battle at, at Rebellion, and I want to see that. That's be pretty good. He's got he's on this little mini tour of uh, the US right now. Is uh, you see because of that one, he's uh, right. He's fighting Suzuki. Uh, another New Japan show, he's fighting Big Demo. So he's determined to have as many big big lads batting each other matches as he can squeeze in to the month of April. It's mm. big easy. <laughs> I look forward to it. Oh, and something I'm looking forward to as well is that at Rebellion, Eddie Edwards is going to fight Jonathan Gresham. Oh, that's going to okay. be a good tune. I wonder, oh, are they going to make it for the Ring of Honor belt? No, <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> Given the segment between uh, Eddie uh well, Kenny King interrupted Jonathan Gresham. He's like, I don't care about that useless piece of tin on your shoulder. 
I'm not, I don't care about your pro rules. I'm just here to kick your ass. And then he got battered by Jonathan Gresham, who managed to put him in submission and pin him at the same time. I've seen that. That was cool. A unique accomplishment. Uh, and then afterwards, Eddie Edwards took the bell. He was going to tease he was going to hit him with it, and he just went, fuck off. I just, just threw it across the <laughs> And then Rocky Romero came in and made a save because Eddie had a match with Rocky Romero the previous week, yeah. which was also very good. Uh, I'm having it hard to see because Impact producing such quality TV matches. I'm having it hard to see anything else like that was very good. Because what else do you say? Just like go watch them, you'll agree with me. They were very good. Yeah. But then he came in to save Jonathan Gresham. So I imagine it'll be a non title match. But Jonathan Gresham, after he's won a bandy, was officially recognised the official, undisputed, no doubt, pure Ring of Honor world champion. Mm. Which is nice to see. Uh, yeah. Nice to see Kenny King also get a, a featured single spot, even if he did get. Like stretched and twisted up by Jonathan Gresham. G. <laughs> uh, White lost to Chris Saban, which I'm sure annoyed you no end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't like that. He lost to a roll, but it then led to a pre-match, a post-match thing where I remember seeing this match on being thrown around on Wikipedia, but I don't know how much to trust Wikipedia. But but the t- is, Wikipedia is claiming like all the other matches it says for a bell and have already been announced, but this one hasn't been announced anywhere that I've seen. Mm. But Wikipedia is claiming that apparently at Rebellion, the plan is to do a triple threat: Sabin versus Jay versus Macklin. Oh, that'll be good. It's not a match I would have I would have thought of, but not a match you're disappointed about. No, I would be disappointed watching that match. I'm sure it'd be. It'd, I'd bought. I'd should enter just to see like who the fuck wins that. Yeah. <laughs> Because you got Jay, he's in for Jay, I mean, you can take a loss. Like that, was, that match you've seen was the first impact match that Jay's ever actually lost. So, I noticed that. So I thought that was quite significant. Yeah. So he's already taken a big loss, and in, in, uh, in other than that, he's usually been fairly protected. Because like, it wasn't him taking that loss in that oh, match against the machine guns. Yeah, fucking yeah. Won every major singles belt a heavyweight can win in New Japan Pro Wrestling. That man. He's uh, what he likes to call the quadruple crown champion. Has he ever dipped his toes in the waters of the WWE? No, never. No, smart man. No, he. Uh, I think actually, I think it was like twenty thirteen. He clipped, He talked about like, he had a connection to Bullet Club even before he joined. Because in twenty thirteen or, or fourteen, his Balor was getting ready to go to WWE. He got in the UK, seen a young Jay White, and basically put him in touch with another guy who's in New- Bullet Club Valley mm. and put him in touch with his dojo, which then led to him getting accepted by the New Japan dojo. Mm. And then he went on his US excursion, which is where he met Shelley and Saban and that. That's pretty cool. So, there's that, always that connection. But, so I'd be really interested to see where the hell, how the hell that match pans out. Uh, and it's weird because I'd have thought Chris Bay and Jay White, they're teasing this big, like, eight, multiple eight-team or so match for the tag team to I'm sure it'll be some sort of, like, gauntlet match. Uh, I would have thought, oh, they'll have the machine guns and Chris Bay and Jay White in that match, but if that match triple threat is really going to happen, and I'm not sure it is, so take this by a pinch of salt. Like, there's two big teams taken right out of that big multi-man tag match. Mm. Which, I think, who the else are you going to get to fill all the spots? We'll talk about that later on, but who else we think might be in there. But the main event was the Briscoes versus the Good Brothers. And I think the reason this was the main event was to give the Briscoes time to get from wherever Ring of Honor Supercar was being held to wherever this was being held, mm. so they could get through the traffic or whatever. But they said apparently going into it was one and one the Briscoes versus the Good Brothers and the Good Brothers end up getting the win thanks to Jay White pushing I think Mark Briscoe off the uh, mm. off the apron and then because Chris Bay was distracted in the ref and then Magic Killer Good Brothers get the win to to close out the show. Uh, we talked about it before the sh- we started recording. Uh, 
fact that the Briscoe brothers, it's, it's only rumours right now, but there's talk that Impact will sign the Briscoes because they're not as if, no, they're not really doing official like Ring of Honor contracts, but quite a few people with Ring of Honor are being signed up by Tony Khan because mm. obviously AEW own Ring of Honor, but executives at Turner who are on, uh, who on TNT where AEW's been shown don't want the Briscoes under on their TV because of comments made in the past by Jay Briscoe. So Impact maybe goes like, all right, you guys can still appear in Ring of Honor, but you'll be under contract for us and you can come, mm. come have some matches with us. 12-time tag team champions in Ring of Honor. The Briscoe brothers have been there since the beginning. Mm. Uh, Jay's a former like, two-time Ring of Honor world champion at one point as well. Yeah. Initially beat uh, with, like, Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen, as he was known then for his first title. <laughs> so that's something. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see them mixing up with the group and like, get, get them in against Honor No More or get them against Decay. That'd be weird to see, wouldn't it? Aye, that'd be weird. Yeah. Was this your first exposure to uh, the good, you know, the good brothers, uh, the Briscoe brothers? It was. Yeah. And it was indeed, and I was quite fond of what I saw. Had you, had you, I'm assuming you'd maybe heard the name the Briscoe brothers at one point. I'd heard the name, but I'll be perfectly honest, being a little slow on the uptake. Yeah. I heard Briscoes. I thought, you know, Jerry Briscoe. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I don't think they're. I don't think that's their completely different Briscoes. Yeah, I get. I got them, No relation, you know. obviously. <laughs> When I think Briscoe, that's what I think. I yeah. think Stooge. <laughs> Mr. McMahon. He was that one. That guy, that one, Mr. McMahon. Uh, the fucking Dallas extra. <laughs> Mr. McMahon. <laughs> so, I'll right, we'll talk again. Uh, the matches that are already confirmed for Rebellion. Uh, it said, Mystery Josh Alexander for the World Heavyweight title. Mm hmm. Taya Valkyrie on Prado for the AAA Arena de Arena title. Score. After winning the Battle Royale recently in Impact Roseman, he's going to fight Tasha Steeles. I know. For the Impact Knockers have you, title. Have you got both your fingers and your toes and your pubes and your ears and everything crossed that Rosemary wins that? I don't think Tasha's going to We've waited all this long for Tasha to win the belt. I don't want her to lose it yet. I see. I was I was happy that Tasha won. Uh. But considering how I mean, I love Tasha. You, you love anybody until they fight somebody you also like, and you're very quick but to see, turn on people, aren't you? It's very hard for me to not like people in Impact. I know. It, I mean, when I don't like them in Impact, I really don't like them. Mm-hmm. But apart from certain people, <coughs> Mickey James, I think the majority of the fucking female roster in Impact mm-hmm. is absolutely fucking awesome. Also, how the fuck do you cross your pubes? I don't even know if I want to know his... Well, I don't know. I'm just emphasising you should have every goddamn possible thing you can cross-cross that Rosemary wins like, because that would be super cool. <laughs> anyway. You know? And Decay have a match for the titles against VBD. Well, well I'm sure they'll be in the mix. Well, the eight-man team... No, well, I'm sure they want a match to get a title No, they're, they're, they're teasing that it's going <laughs> to be some, some like eight-team or multiple-team tag matches are gone. So let's like let's go through, because obviously... If the trip, let's say if the triple threat match, that's how the bit yeah, goes yeah, ahead. Cause yeah. It's not confirmed from anywhere else I've seen other than the Wikipedia thing, which should be taken with a massive bit of salt. Mm. So let's go through the teams that they have. If we take Chris and Jay and the machine guns out of it, we have VBD, obviously the defending champions, Good Brothers, Wikes, De- Decay, awesome. Not ranking them in terms of good. I'm just saying who we have. Who. I'll say we'll assume that Taven and Bennett from yeah, on and most more. likely. Uh, and by extension, Swan and Matt. Uh, they all win. Maybe Heath and Rhino <laughs> as a team. Yeah. I, 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 that's my best thing, and that's six teams I can think of. 
Well, you've got you've got brothers, you've got Decay, you've got VBD, obviously defending. Swan and possibly get Swan and Mac. You've got yeah. Oh no, no uh, more. Beige. No, I say they may be taken out if that triple threat anything go by. Oh, right. If right. that happens, like if the triple threat doesn't go, then yeah, you easily make up teams. You got Machine Guns and J and B. But if you if that triple does happen, then that means you've only got six teams <sighs> and you're looking for two or more. Do they get people from from outside to come in? Briscoes maybe. Maybe Briscoes. That'd, that'd yeah, be, that well, would be I heard, cool. I heard, like you say, Briscoes may be signing, so Briscoes could be in that. Well, I've heard that PCO already has already said that actually got leaked out by him and by PCO himself. But like, Briscoes are signing. Well, no, that the PCO himself had signed with. Oh yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll do a two B on a Nordy. Maybe because also there I thought we've seen Bennett and Tamo team up, and then Vincent and PCO will be yeah. another team. How would you feel if Vincent PCO won the titles? I wouldn't know how you feel because <laughs> I feel, Jesus, I feel bad if whoever has to go up against those two mad bastards. <laughs> the guy who looks mental and the guy who just does things because he doesn't care about his own body, like, yeah. I'll dive on the apron, he, I don't care. He's, he doesn't so much wrestle, he just does things. Yes. He does things to himself and other people. <laughs> <laughs> when they got in the ring, he did this to him. His pulse never got above 85, <laughs> even when he broke his head. We also have uh, Eddie Edward v. John Gresham, as I mentioned, and Jonah taking on Ishii. And uh, we also have a triple threat match for the exhibition title, Trey versus Ace Austin versus Mike Bailey. As long as Trey don't retain, I'm reasonably happy. I mean, the, the exhibition title changed hands last year in a triple threat rebellion. Yeah. With Alexander Wynn. And look where he is now, by the way. Let's just think about that. I talked about how naturally, if anybody in any company right here, I felt like that, that Josh Allen was the most naturally built main eventer that anywhere in wrestling. And let's think about that. A year a year on, he won the exhibition title at Rebellion, held it all the way up to Victory Road, where he then forfeited it, won the world title, was screwed out of it, then went on this redemption journey, and now he's about to culminate it and win the world title at Rebellion again. Proper. Yeah. He, he couldn't, I don't think you could write it any better. You couldn't. That's one of the best sort of like long term stories in wrestling at the moment, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I think so too. And a, you couldn't have a better guy to be in that position because Josh Alexander knows only has he got a very, a very great character. You can get behind that guy and you can, Moose is playing the heel mm-hmm. perfectly. You can hate that guy. You can really get behind Josh Alexander and the whole, like you say, the whole redemption thing. Like, like having his having his moment completely stolen and then having, like you say, go away, come back, having all the personal shit, uh-huh. like, getting done to him. Hmm. Oh. When he wins it, I believe when he wins it, because it's not an F, it's a win. It's a win. When he wins it, there's going to be a massive pop when right, he wins I, it, I think. They're, they're going to be in New York, a place called Poughkeepsie, New York, is where they're uh, they're doing the show. Oh, she mentioned, I think the Briscoe Brothers actually are more likely than we think, because the, the, the pay-per-views on the 23rd, they're doing a tape in the fall night of the 24th, because they always do taping the following mm. night wherever they are, go for an Impact Plus special or pay per view. And the April 24th taping is advertising the Briscoes to appear. That'll be cool. So maybe, we will all go, hooray! So maybe they will be in the match. Oh, fuck it. Fill, give the last spot to Zicky Dice and Swinger. Hell yes! I didn't realise this. I didn't. I knew they'd get a lottery, but oh, apparently now Zicky Dice is a member of Swinger's Dungeon. Yeah. Which, the word this is the name Swinger's Dungeon just sounds like a dodgy back alley nightclub. Swinger's Dungeon. <laughs> Talking about this this match, I mean, it's become more personal. Like you, for, I alluded to it last one time when I was up a few weeks ago, where I hadn't, I wasn't up to date on Impact. But you said you'll 
you felt missing across the line. Yeah, yeah. Other, basically, he showed up at uh, Alexander's house because he, he said he lived down the road from the impact like Anthem like headquarters. So we showed up with the contract. He'd signed it. He just handed it to you. Then went, why don't you drop it off for me? Mm. And then he just looked down. He's kind of went, basically told him that he was going to beat his dad at Rebellion. Yeah. And Alexander was like crossed with it. And then uh, a new show, uh, Destiny Wrestling, where Alexander was the champion. He just retained his belt. His missus was on the mic. Thank you everybody for showing up. And while Alexander was with the kids, his wife turned around and got speared by Moose. Mm. Who then just got, got in there with a hoodie, in the spear, then got the fuck out of there because people were like, people were mad. Yeah, people were pissed. And uh, so, yeah, so the whole thing about Alexander having to keep his emotions checked before, and then Moose's went, uh, went and not only went to his house, but then fucking hit his wife with his uh, spear. That's going to, like I say, when, when it gets to that match... Even at the start of the match, it's going to be a hell of a fucking pop for Alexander. There's going to be heavy. Uh. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's not moose, it's booze. Are you saying moose or booze? Ooh, I was saying booze. <laughs> I imagine this will be one of the matches where like, soon as the bell rings, boof, they go, oh, oh, go at each other. <laughs> soon as the bell rings. Slap, 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 slap. <laughs> you were a bad, bad man. <laughs> so yeah, if Ale- when Alexander wins, because next thing we talk about, it'll be after a billion. So we're just going to assume Alexander does is going to win the title. Yeah. Who do you see being his uh, his first? What, some of his first challengers. Some then? of his first challengers. I could. Uh, there's a few names that come up to yeah. my mind. But as I said, Jonah. Yeah, of course. I believe that Moose will probably get a rematch because uh-huh. that. That is something that Impact stick to, which is mm-hmm. good. It's tradition. Moose will get his rematch, which he won't win. Uh, I reckon Jonah, mm-hmm. most definitely. Uh, I reckon like a few members of Honor No More could be in there. You could easily have, you know, you could either have Edwards or Taven, I think, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're definite prominent singles wrestlers in Honor No More. Yeah. You could have... Uh, God, there's so many, like, yeah. off the top of your head, you know? I, I mean, if... Hmm. Well, there's a scenario, right? Yeah. If, you know how, like, for the longest time, yeah. Ace Austin has been calling himself mm-hmm. the inevitable Ace Austin. Yeah. What if, what if he pulls an Alexander? Maybe. You know, if he if he indeed wins the X Division title and pulls a... Yeah. You know, option C. pulls an option C on him. I'd like to see that. You know, because I would like to see how Impact would would you know start building Ace as a reputable challenger. Yeah, I would also I would also like to put a wild card in the mix too. Mm-hmm. I would like to put my hand in and say Jordan, Ooh. because you know we've already had a nerd well female yeah. wrestler that won the. The main belt, that went great, didn't it? Yeah. Fucking bism. But Jordan, chick holds fucking, like, mm. deadlift records. She's fucking strong as fuck. Mm-hmm. She's great in ring. Be a great challenger for the title. I think so too. I, I think 
He'll hold it at least till Bound for Glory, if not further on from that. Yeah, he'll hold it for. He'll have a significant run, I think. I I'd like to see him hold it until Sammy comes back, and like I don't think Sammy. I don't know if Sammy will win it from him, but I think he and Sammy as a program. Oh, that would be good. I think so. so you think you think maybe come the next like yeah. after this one, come the next pay per view, or maybe some some episodes down. Yeah. We could get Sammy coming out, maybe interrupting a match or interrupting a promo. And yeah, I mean, how long away do you think we are from Sammy re-emerging? Well, he got injured at the taping pre-Bound for Glory, so that would have been around about September time. Yeah, yeah. And so they said he would be out for at least six to eight months or something like that. So that was in September. Yeah. So, so we're in, we're in April now, so we're coming up on just been seven months. He's so he could he could very well be on his. He could be on. He could be back for maybe Slam anniversary. Well, that would be pretty cool, or well, maybe before, depending on how well yeah. his recoup's going. Yeah, and so I'd be interested to see that, like the Jonah thing, and maybe a, a Moose rematch. Maybe the Moose when they have a rematch with Moose, so they'll have add some stipulation, like some big mm. no DQ or even a cage match, something like that. <laughs> maybe crazy Steve. <laughs> Jesus. That'd be good. <laughs> but I'd like to see like Eddie Edwards. I think Eddie Edwards would be a great he'll yeah. Eddie Edwards would be a great chance for it because I know obviously he didn't give a shit about the ring water belt, so maybe by attention maybe he shouldn't care about the impact belt, but in a way I think it suits with Alexander to chairman because Alexander, even as not chairman, he's basically been somebody who's been willing to stand up against yeah. the no more guys he, coming in causing have have he is what um he is what the impact guys thought Eddie would be the shining light yeah. of impact. Because like like it's cause basically he'd be the opposite of Miss because Miss has basically been like the on and guys like I won't get involved in whatever you're doing, you leave me alone. No. So he's the impact champion but doesn't care about what damage on no more does to impact whereas Alexander's the opposite like I'm the impact champion, I want to see off these these no good basically. I want to see off these ne'er do wells. Yeah. Maybe he's pricks. Maybe maybe they had a situation like once he beats Eddie, like on and on more bail disbands, they all go do their own thing as a mm. as a group and what he finally puts an end to it. But also I'd like to see and maybe this is how they do it, this is just the way I think they should do it in my head. But you know I think should win this year's call your shot gauntlet. Do tell. Steve Macklin. Macklin. But he doesn't catch it immediately, he waits for the next pay review and he, he that's that's how you that's how you get Steve Macklin into the world title scene. Very true. That would be really good. He's another one who, like, they've taken their time. You really thought you were going to really push him to you know, the X Division to undefeated, but, you know, they gave him a loss. And they made him a bit more complex as a character. Yeah, they're really fleshing him out. But yeah. so, like, you want, I was willing to fight alongside you against these guys who tried to take me out. You were so quick to, you know... So you don't you don't think he's got any chance on No, but you were so quick to, you know, <laughs> to judge me. Like, so, fuck you, you should... You're, I'm glad that Eddie took you out because I don't care about anybody but myself. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not—he's not really black or white, good or bad. He's just—he's Steve Macklin. He's just Macklin. Just Macklin. Just Macklin. I do think the future is bright for Impact with Alexander as the well, champion. Oh, Savannah Evans. <laughs> yeah, she—she she a big horseman. I haven't had a chance to see it, by the way, but I did see that Alexander taking on, uh, took on uh, Fulton the other week because Fulton basically tried to stop him from throwing Moose over a balcony. Yeah. And I was like, how dare you stop me from trying yeah. to kill this man? <laughs> so they had a big like two, big a big man match so I'm looking forward to see that because I remember you raving about uh, Fulton's match against Jake something yeah, it was hard. really so, do you know that's the thing that's one of the other reasons I'm so sad that mm-hmm. Jake's gone uh-huh. because when you see the quality of that match I mean you've seen that match right Yeah. don't you think that was a fucking mm-hmm. I would say that was five star that yeah. was fucking stellar that match yeah. oh where's that fucking name we didn't mention mm-hmm. Fulton yeah. 
where do you think he stands in this in the stakes of being a, a serious contender for the title? Could happen if he does like a full on breakaway from like from Austin. Mm. I think he could he he's able to like carry himself. I think that's I think that's likely. I mean, I might be completely wrong here, but I tell you what, if I'm right, you can give me a kind of cider. <laughs> I think that might happen at the triple threat match. Alright. I think we'll that'll happen. Happens. You know, it's weird, like, they have a, such a small pool of of guys, right? But it does seem like they have a way of making a lot of them potential main event contenders. We just talked about all the guys we talked about, like, listen, like, Eddie, Fulton, Ace... All these guys who've either been in the main event or could easily be in the main Caleb event. Caleb Wakey. <laughs> no, not him. <laughs> you got Brian Myers. If he gets away from his weird commentary thing, I one I think between him and Alexander could be oh. cool. Morrissey. Like he's, all he's <laughs> done is all he's done is basically try and batter Myers. Myers keeps running away and he batters whoever's nearby. People seem to be liking it though. Impact put a video uh video off of like that new what's his name? That new big guy from India. Oh Gujar. Good job. Uh, he's they, cool. Like he, they put a thing future world champion question mark before one of his matches. But are they you, are like, you talking about the big, the big Indian guy who's face or the big guy who's walking way? Uh, there's another one we forgot. Shira. Oh yeah, but like, I'm talking about the face one. Aye. But like the idea that they're already, even though he's had a few matches, seen. Oh, is this guy a future Aye. world champion? B- like Bupinder Gujia. Gujia. <laughs> he's a guy they're trying to build up, but like. I what? love that finisher of his. See that bullet spirit with yeah. corner? That is really solid. Get, get Morrissey back into the table scene. Have him fight Alexander. Have, yep. a, have a big fucking, like, heavy guy fucking Ultimate X match between, like, Fulton and Pupinder and match, match they don't even need to. They can go to the mirror open and just reach out, like, yink, because they've got such big reach. <laughs> that Pupinder guy, he could just reach up. He's pretty fucking tall, man. But I just feel like Morrissey has, since uh, he lost to Moose, has just been chasing Myers. So I'm sure maybe Edward Bellion will be a quick squad. So, like, Myers tries to evade him, so, oh, I'm a smart and the most treasurer. So then suddenly gets caught with a big boot to the face. <laughs> like, nope, you're not going anywhere, big power bomb. <laughs> gets battered by Morrissey. Or, 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 what? just as he's about to get him, hmm. Sam Beale turns back oh. up and helps. Shut up a bit, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone. Except up Morrissey. He's th- he's vanished into the void. Except it, man. Know. He's gone somewhere. Somewhere we can't find him. We can't be asked going to look for him. Nah, he <laughs> climbed up the tree and he hasn't came back down. <laughs> he didn't realise the lying trees got cut down years ago. Yeah. Anyway, if we're getting into this territory, I think this is the best point to maybe wrap up the thing so <laughs> when we start talking about the possibility of Sam Beale attacking Morrissey that's when you got cut out we weren't talking about it you were talking about it you I, responded to it so that means we were talking about it I was responding to it with the apathy that it deserved <laughs> very good response you're welcome uh, but thank you for listening to our, our ramblings some of it about, about 50% of it but the other about Wrestlemania and all the other Manager, wrestling is weird at the minute, and it's good to acknowledge that. Wrestling is weird, but it's, you know, the fact at the moment that there's so much to talk about is yeah. very good. Just in, if you, regardless of what promotion your main leanings are, yeah. if you're a pro wrestling fan, there is a lot to fuck, a lot of positive to talk about at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So we thank you for listening. We hope you'll listen back in our back out to our past impact-related podcasts, which have a lot more impact than them. Yeah. Maybe aren't as long as this one has ended up being. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing our From the Vault series again, uh, a show where we um, we used to look back on older wrestling, where usually it's 
Sometimes it's better than what was on the current product, but this week it was very good, so we'll yeah. see how good this is. We go back to 1993 to look at the Royal Rumble 93, kind of in honour of the late Scott Hall. The look late, at, great Scott Hall. Yeah, to look at uh, Razor Ramon's only, criminally his only singles one-on-one match as Razor Ramon for the WF title, where he takes on Bret Hitman Hart. Which, like, undercard also features, I think, Bam Bam fights Tatanka on the undercard. No, Sean, Bam, Bam Bam fights Bossman, his oh, last boss match. Man. Boss Man. Ah. That was Bossman's last match before he returned as, you know, flat jacket man. Mm-hmm. But we have that, we have Sean v. Marty. We, have, we have the Steiners v. the Beverly Brothers. And we have uh, the Royal Rumble featuring all sorts of characters. Like Carlos Colon and Bob Backlund and... Yokozuna. And Max Moon. And the giant Gonzalez, oh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And Macho Man, Randy Savage. Looking like a tip. Yeah. They made, and, a, they made to look like a tip for the second rumble in a row. And Jerry Lawler coming out in what I thought was a very cool kingly <laughs> robe. And we also have the debut of the Narcissus. <laughs> yeah, he looked cool then. And Bobby yeah. he didn't doing a Vincent how Vincent Man feels in real life. My God, look at all his muscles. Wow. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, he he was perving on Lex like Vince perved on Sean. Wow. Very close, yes. Uh, and then the following week, by the way, we're going to be doing uh, taking a break from wrestling to do our episode of our show, Eclectic Escapades. We like to look at Frasier actors and their most prominent non Frasier related roles. We're going to be looking at another Kelsey Graham related role here. We're going to be looking at his turn as the prospector Stinky Pete and <laughs> Toy Story 2. I, I watched Toy Story 2 for the first time during lockdown last year. First time in ages. I really enjoyed it. Look forward to going back and watching it again and talking about it. <laughs> You have saved our lives. We are eternally grateful. Will you just leave me alone? alone? <laughs> <laughs> so we have a mix of uh, wrestling and non-wrestling content planned. We've got a little schedule for together for the next couple of months. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure Paul is also looking forward to it. Yeah. And we hope you'll and look forward to it. And we hope you again, like you said, we'll, we'll listen back to our past Frasier Eclectic Escapades and other wrestling content or back catalog on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, Podbean. Maybe you just get your bias. If you could give us a like rating or review on your platform of choice, we'd greatly appreciate it. We would. You can also find us on Rogue Pines' podcast feed on the same platforms you can find uh, us on. You can also find us on Twitter at SPRN, get me, it's Comic Clown 1996. Follow Rogue Pines at Rogue underscore Pines, like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Rambling Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think that's everything. Thank you for listening to this, what I will call the Multiverse of Rambling. From <laughs> that's the a Info. good title. It is a good title. Definitely going to be the title of this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. But, well, thank you for joining us. You're uh, welcome, Scott. <laughs> I don't know what I'm fucking talking about anymore. We thank you for joining us from Paul and Scott. <laughs> from Scott and Paul. We thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy Impact Rebellion. Yay. Yay.